Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 28 of The Ripper, The Teller, and The Gremlin. Um, so we're going to get straight into our usual first segment, which is, of course, our news. Um, this week, I am happy to bring you another edition of Corporate Beef, um, and that is the update between Epic and Apple. And this oh, we're time, so excited. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, not been, even, it's been ages. Exactly, it has, it has been in, uh, ages, and it's, it's getting to the point where it's not even that interesting but you know we will talk about it and <laughs> yeah. this I, 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 I think it's still quite interesting oh definitely I think, but like, i think the developments are very slow yeah but i think it's, a, it's going to be a slow process but considering mm-hmm. how much we've already delved into this it would be wrong not to continue yeah it. Exactly. i mean it's, it's a staple of the show at this point so <laughs> even if it gets boring we're gonna have to just keep dragging this corpse <laughs> out like come on so this uh, edition of corporate beef is actually uh, been dubbed a uk edition and that is because Epic has now filed, yeah, for for us especially, it's the home front, but Epic has now filed uh, new complaints on Apple in the UK courts. Um, So they're basically kind of targeting the same idea that they did before, which is Apple's um, monopoly of of their their kind of store. Um, The lawsuit, sorry, are not demanding money. The lawsuits. The lawsuits. (laughs) Uh, not demanding money, just that Apple agrees to Epic's demands. So they're basically um, kind of going at it the same way is that they think Apple's kind of closed uh, garden uh, model is is unfair. And they want to attack that and say that this isn't okay. And, and we just want to have our rights on your store. Um, they want Fortnite and all games restored to the app stores. And Epic wants to, uh, to order restricting Apple, stopping people from downloading the Epic launcher. Um, in the UK. So the, the, it is a weird thing. So the actual um, Epic launcher is downloaded to the phones, I believe now. Is that correct? Right. Uh, So I think they said they were trying to get agreements with manufacturers to allow that, to to allow it to happen. But um, Google kept stepping in on Android and uh, stopping, stopping them from having it pre-installed, which is weird. Just because, you know, Google and, you know, and Apple are so protective of their stuff is what you install. Yeah, exactly. Um, Especially Apple kind of being this closed garden and they have obviously this huge security. So they don't like, you know, going through anything else um, other than their own store. Um, So they are attacking both Apple and Google on this front, trying to get them um, to allow this to happen. Um, Whether they will allow it, you know, we will see, but that's the that's the kind of newest update is that they've kind of gone at them on the UK front. Um, <laughs> not really sure why um, they've done this. It's quite sudden, isn't it? Just yeah, like... just to kind of be like, you know what? Let's go to let's go to England and then attack them. <laughs> I don't know if maybe they were trying to uh, you know push their plans forward in the UK and then uh, yeah, Apple probably. and, and uh, I'd assume Google kept stepping in and then they were like, screw this. We're mm-hmm. taking it to the courts. It, it could also be a case of uh, UK legislations and laws are quite different from, say, the US's, and they yeah, might have a better true. chance here. So they yeah. might think, okay, Maybe. we'll take it to the UK courts, um, where we know that their views on kind of this monopoly are very much uh, against it, and mm-hmm. they might they might be more inclined to to kind of uh, fast track this this process into yeah. allowing <clears> them to do it. So probably a number of reasons. I'm sure, obviously, Epic's legal team have, have thought through why. They would need to go through the UK courts, um, but hopefully, you know, I mean, we can I, get a bit I more guess, resolution. 
I guess a win in the UK as well, say if that did happen, would definitely probably help them in, in, a, in a legal battle overseas as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, you know, as international um, kind of legislations work, we do kind of look at each other's and kind of help each other through. And, and these companies that do work internationally um, normally face these battles on, on a similar ground. So they probably would have, a, have an upper hand if they'd won in the UK. The American courts would probably kind of look at it like, hmm, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should kind of sway that way as well. So um, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, we've, we've kind of been following the, the US um, court version and now we're now looking we're at the UK, the UK the version. And, yeah, and we'll, we'll see where both of them develop because this is an endless uh, tug of war between Epic and Apple, which is weird because Google is also heavily involved. But Epic doesn't really seem to be as bothered with Google in terms of the kind of sly under, you know, undercutting and remarks. Mm. It's, it feels very targeted at Apple. Yeah, um, they haven't had any Google, um, you know, trailers of 1984. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. Um, so on to my next piece of news. Um, and that is something I am very passionate about. The bit we're all excited for. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that is um, The Lord of the Rings. And this is in relation to um, not the new game Gollum, <laughs> but Amazon's uh, Lord of the Rings series. Um, and so Amazon have actually teased recently um, Melkor and Sauron. So if you're not a fan of, uh, of the series um, of Tolkien's work, then... What's wrong with you? Then yeah, one, what's wrong with you? Two, you might <laughs> want to just zone out for this little bit of new segment because <laughs> this is going to just be us gushing over the things we're kind of excited for about it. So Melkor and Sauron have been um, kind of teased heavily. And obviously we know Sauron from if we have, you know, if anybody has seen The Lord of the Rings or read the books. Um, and if you're not familiar with Melkor, that is his master. Um, the original Big Bad. Yeah, exactly. So that's quite up to me an awesome kind of set you know a setting to see sauron kind of with his master kind of yeah. we kind of see sauron in the light of being yeah. the, the biggest dark lord yeah. um but Seeing then someone above him yeah he exactly. started out as darth vader basically to sidious yeah and that that is something that i would love to see more of um I just had like a really relationship. weird image of darth vader in middle earth like, like <laughs> <laughs> he would be about everything like so, yeah, we, we don't know what kind of form this will take. We don't know whether um, like, Melkor is going to be in it a lot, whether it will be in terms of flashbacks. I'd assume um, it would be a flashback. Yeah, um, what, due because to the of setting. The, yeah, because it's second age. Yeah, or maybe his like, presence is kind of lingering. In yeah. The, <laughs> something and Sauron, like that. Sauron's like, hey, dude, help me out, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have uh, had the kind of uh, confirmation that Sauron is still the main uh, villain of this so it isn't going to be a metalcore show as, as we've said it will probably just be him kind of having flashbacks or maybe like we said consulting him you know like in like in all some film, like films like the training scene like where like rocky <laughs> does his pre-flight training yeah and it's like that <laughs> Sauron's doing like a training course made he's by just Melkor. bashing like straw people away with yeah. his big mace just like <laughs> re- wrestling about <laughs> I, I had a tiger going on <laughs> a really really like inspiring build-up scene so it is apparently still set in the second age of um, Middle Earth, which is quite a large age. So that has yeah. a, a, a massive range um, of, of, uh, of the setting. Um, you know, the, the whole of the films of The Lord of the Rings takes place technically um, in the third age, I think. Yeah, fir- um, third age into the fourth. Isn't yeah, it? is when the, the fourth is when the ring is destroyed. Because in, in 
Tolkien's world, ages are determined by big events, which is such a nice way to think of it. Um, which we've kind of done that, to be honest. Um, we have like before Christ and after Anno Domini. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's just they've got more of them. Yeah, exactly. They've they've had more big events. So um, the second and age their is kind of like cooler to live in. Yeah, exactly. And the second age is actually probably my favourite from uh, all the time periods. I've never thought about what my favourite age is in Middle Earth. Oh, massively, especially because <laughs> I love all the Numenor stuff. Me too, though. To be fair, it is very cool, and and we've kind of had. Um, uh, you know as part of that tease that we are going to to see the kingdom of Numenor um, and kind of these these reaches of Middle Earth that we haven't seen um, and you know, some familiar places works. as well yeah and familiar places and hopefully in my opinion I would like them to take from the the you know kind of designs we've had through the films um, you know and the hobbits um, such as the Misty Mountains are apparently uh, going to appear again and I would love them to kind of recreate what they've mm, already done but like in their prime yeah and to have that familiarity though in in terms of we can kind of look at them and be like oh look that's that's that place you know Uh, i'd like that to have uh, you know to have that feeling that it is still linked in some way to to the films um so we'll be a witness to the forging of the rings of power which i know that we've all played um shadow of mordor yes and Mm -hmm. i mean i I don't know if it's just and war yeah but i love in shadow of mordor the forging of the rings yeah it was killer it is so cool and i would love to just see more of that in, in a live action mm, and especially just... the, the idea that we'll see the um what is it the nine rings for men seven for dwarves and mm-hmm. three for elves as well and that'd be fun and it's the whole story of we'll probably get to see the human lords get corrupted the dwarves become greedy and and then what happens where the elves like basically protect their rings from turning them evil you know yeah yeah, definitely. And I, I think that's going to be something they can really do well is kind of with, you know, the whole giving out the rings. One of the things I said about when I went, went back to the films recently is I said, it's kind of disappointing that when you see um, the nine men, they're all, they all look like they're Gondorian men. <laughs> and yeah. it was like, they're it's all really kingdoms, cool in the way. They? Yeah. And they're all different kingdoms. And it's really cool in the way um, Shadow of War does it, where they all have very different armor yeah. and they all look very different. And they all have like kind of different personalities. And that's what I hope they do here. Well, because we're going to get to see all these new places. I want to see like men from the South um, as well as Gondorians and, and men of Rohan and things like that. I want, I want to see the different, you know, diversity that we can mm. get um, than what we've had before in the films where it's kind of been very, you know very much yeah uh, uh, a I mean, single ethnicity film yeah i mean i don't know if because obviously they have to uh well i don't want to spoil anything from the show if they're doing numenor but obviously i don't think there's any men from the sound of things except for the maybe the uh you know the tribes uh on the kingdom middle earth yet because obviously if you've read the books, you know, they come over from the island and then they split off into Gondor and Arnor and um, Rohan eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll still see other kind of settings for, for the men. We'll still have the Southerns and things yeah, like Yeah. And that. I suppose the men of Dale were never really explained. So they must've been there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, this is the thing. We can get so much kind of clarity for the people that haven't read the books um, and the Silmarillion and stuff like that. Um, from actually watching these that kind of you know tie in with with the films um because obviously this is not intended to be a replacement at all this is a completely def- different story yeah, it's a prequel, from really. yeah and that that's really good because I, I don't think we're quite ready for another 
Lord of the Rings series or no. film set. I think the the Lord of the Rings still holds up completely fine. And oh you yeah, know, I I wouldn't want not them to something. touch it. Exactly, and I don't want them to get to a point where they've kind of told all the story they want to tell with the second age and then move on to the third age. I'd rather them just go and do something completely different. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing uh, the Kingdom of Arnor fall to the Witch King just before, oh, yeah, uh, just before the um, basic start of the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's the thing. As long as we haven't really kind cool. of covered that story, which we haven't in the films, um, it's definitely something that that I'd be, de- you know, because obviously uh, that that leads to uh, for Jack. That leads to the Duda Dane and to right. Aragorn, the Rangers, right. Rangers of the North. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's so cool. Um, so apparently there is um they've planned so far as five seasons with yes. eight to ten episodes yes. and this is where i'm like yes please don't then start to recover the lord of the rings i mean mm. it could end up being something magical but at the same time i like you know i like the idea of this kind of being, being added on to yeah, our experience yeah, yeah, yeah and i agree you know so i can watch the films i can watch the hobbits and so, then I so can what you're saying this. bradley is your christmas tradition is going to be the five seasons of this <laughs> <laughs> then the, the hobbits, hobbits no please then, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. i can't i can't do it'll it. have to start in like it'll have to start at like the very <laughs> like start of december the first. Um. First. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a lot and obviously it's it's kind of crazy to think that you know they've planned as far as this um normally this means that these are either going to be very successful or they're going to just not ever get released um yeah. the only other example i can think of is james cameron with avatar he's got like six avatars planned <laughs> but we've only ever had yeah, he, shot like, one. he shot like four of them we're still yet to see avatar too <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully it's not a you know avatar situation and it's it's more uh, of a I, this I feel is like actually good Amazon yeah. put too much money in this to not release this. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I hope so. I hope we just get it as soon as possible. Like, even if this is a disaster, they'll still release it because they've sunk too much money into just getting the license alone. <laughs> yeah. And, why and then not? the episode budget as well. Uh, so, season one and two are set to begin filming back to back in New Zealand. So, you know, season one and two. Um, so that's be. always yeah that's always nice when you you kind of finish that first season and it's not a long wait till you get that next unlike season. uh peaky blinders who decide to film one season with six episodes every three years apart um <laughs> and make you wait for the next one that's awful yeah. i didn't know they did that yeah, it's not it's um, not actually three years apart it, but it's oh, a long yeah. time it's like it i mean there was time. there was a big hiatus when uh killian and a few of the other actors were doing stuff wasn't there between yeah one of the seasons yeah but the the thing is, is like, yeah, I mean, not that we're talking about that, so we'll avoid that. But yeah, they just they just drag their seasons out way too far apart, and it just like to the point that you feel like you need to go back and watch. I was the gonna end of the say, last I imagine you to, forget to remember what happened. The... I don't remember where the last season finished, and it's really yeah. annoying me. So I'm I like, mean, I also like the fact that this is they've clearly planned out five seasons. Yeah, and I like the feel. That it doesn't feel like they're gonna milk it. It's like we have a vision. We think we can do it in five seasons. And I really like that because I was a bit worried that they'd just get the license and then just have this meandering series that never ended. Yeah, and is just riding off the fact that people are going to watch it like us that just love Lord of the Rings. Mm. And so they can just do whatever. They can have a you know a whole episode of walking through you know <laughs> through the north. Yeah. I mean, because we've talked before, I know anyone who's a, as a listener of this podcast will know I've definitely had my reservations about this. There's been a lot of information about this series that has been mixed to me. Some of it good, some of it bad. Mm-hmm. But there's one quote um, that I, is written down there from the producers where they said, 
Um, they listed off the kingdoms of Arnor, the Misty Mountains being the dwarves, Linden, which is the ancient capital of the elves, um, and a few other places. And they've said that the kingdoms and characters will carve out legacies that will live on long after they are gone. So that quote to me really, like Bradley said, it makes it feel like they want this to be a prequel series, but it bleeds into the, to the movies mm-hmm. where it's like you, it sets the foundation where, and again, you go back to some familiar places or we see how the elves went from being the dominant force in middle earth to yeah. the broken remains. They are in the third age, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it does it, exactly. It's, it's a really nice quote to be honest as well. Um, and hopefully they live up to that. And they, they fulfill that. And it's just something that we all come back, you know, in a, hopefully a few years time and say like, oh, don't you just love those series, that series of, you know, their, their take on it. It's, it's just something that I'm, you know, personally mm. looking forward to um, just to see a take as well. It's, it's, we're at a time where kind of, you know, whatever they choose to do, um, it, it, it's probably not going to be awful. The story might be awful, <laughs> but at least it will be pretty good eye candy because we're in 2021. Yeah. And, and a lot of the um, set designers and a lot of the people who worked on the Lord of the Rings are coming back um, yeah, exactly. and a lot of the New so Zealand can... guys. So, you know, and they've said about wanting to have the look and the feel be consistent with the movies. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, the, the, you know, those films, even The Hobbits, have some of the most amazing set design and costume design I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like and no, the other, the biggest the saddest thing with the hobbits as well is if you look at how much of the suits they made but never used because of time constraints, <laughs> it's like oh my god that looks so good and then they just use CGI and it's like oh it's so sad <laughs> like the potential I, I still love them but if you look at all the behind the scenes stuff and um, I think it's uh, when Gandalf's captured and he fights that orc. That's a guy like the old movies in makeup and prosthetics. And he looks amazing. I think it's in the extended cut of the Battle of the um, Five Armies. Right. Uh, and, he, and that was the original design for Azag, uh, Azog's son, for um, Borg. Oh, okay. And he looks so much better than the CGI version they went with. And that mm-hmm. was just because of time constraints. Because they couldn't, like, with Lord of the Rings, they had like something like three years of pre-production before they started whereas the hobbit had like a year (laughs) so like it's peter jackson talks about it being like one of his biggest disappointments that the studio didn't give him more time to pre-prep the movies oh yeah it is to be honest but But, yeah sorry it went off track a bit there no yeah it's fine it was interesting um so yeah we're all you know kind of looking forward to it in in our own little ways (laughs) see it want to see basically we all just want to see you know something from it um so yeah we'll move on finally so you can come back now if you you know hate lord of the rings <laughs> really don't like it come I, back i'd find that surprising if you do hate lord of the rings email the podcast because uh i'd like to know why yeah we'll roast you on the next one <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll read it out we'll read out your comment <laughs> let everyone else roast you too <laughs> so my last piece of news today is um a kind of uh, a rumor that has occurred. So, um, has it. a couple of weeks ago, Marsipan Rumpan, which <laughs> Chris has confirmed is a YouTuber that is known for 
for leaking things um, and being correct like 50% of the time. Um, yeah, it's like 50% <laughs> of his leaks are accurate and 50% are just like, like you're like, is this guy lying? It's really confusing. It's like you can't completely discredit him, but you can't fully trust him either. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of like putting that out there first. So um, he has said that uh, he has heard Sony in talks with From Software a company that if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, I absolutely love um, regarding the making of a new PS5 exclusive directed by Hidetaka Miyazaki. Again, a, one of my favorite directors, director of Dark Souls 3, 1, not 2, not 2 <laughs> specifically. Um, I preach sure Bloodborne and uh, Sekiro. Um, and this would be the third game that From Software is currently kind of working on with Elden Ring and the new... Um, armored core being the other two so i'm like this is why i picked it because i was like hmm, i don't want to talk about it then i was like no i'm going to talk about it because I, I don't i want to say why i don't like this i oh, really yeah i like i like the idea of kind of you know new from software things i've said when they when they kind of announced that they didn't want to do any more with bloodborne and they didn't want to do anything um any other sequels with uh, dark souls i was fine with that because I loved Bloodborne and I, I realized how much of kind of a great IP that was just on its own. And yeah. I wanted, you know, I want to see what else they can make. And then they brought Sekiro out and I love Sekiro and it's, it's something oh, did that they do Sekiro as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's oh. something that like, I again really enjoyed. And I thought I've always they'd... wanted to play that. Oh, please, please play it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, <laughs> it won game of the year, didn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Cause I'm all smug when, when, when a game I like vote for <laughs> gets game. I'm like, see, as if I made it, I get really like involved, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. when when that came out, I really enjoyed that and was like, this is such a good IP and it stands so well on its own. Um, and so I, I'm just completely up for them making, you know, new, new IPs. I do like the idea of kind of like a Bloodborne 2 or a Sekiro um, 2, but I really like these these new IPs, and and then Elden Ring gets kind of announced, and and I'm like, yes, this could be amazing, and it it like the original original teaser trailer we get, it does look amazing, um, and then this, we don't need a third game. I'm happy <laughs> for them to just yeah. be like, here you go, here's Elden Ring. I'm not an Armored Core fan. Um, See, that I'm, intrigues me, Armored Core. Isn't because that's an old series of games. It is, it? Uh, I'm pretty sure, or it's, it's very similar sounding to a a, a mecha series. Yeah, um, I, no, I'm pretty sure that's the same that they used to make, and I've never been interested by them. So I'm like, oh, I used yeah, to love mech games as a kid. That's fine. You can make that because there are people that like that, and I respect people. You know, want that. That's fine. Make that. But Elden Ring for me, <laughs> don't split the team off again into another third. And, and make a whole new game. I mean, I, I'd especially assume... a PS5 exclusive. <laughs> but haven't they said that like uh, Elden Ring is what they're working on first, then Armored Core, then this third game? It's not like I, I don't think they're working on it all at like one time. Okay, well, I would assume they'd have a you know a split probably like on... like in the back, like you'd have like people working on like pre-development, right? Yeah, um, and maybe. stuff like that. I don't know, but then obviously that does, you know, because some companies do that. Some some have multiple teams yeah. um, working on a different thing and they kind of split there. I know like Blizzard do that with, with things yeah, like Overwatch. Bioware with, have. Yeah, so so it is kind of like a worrying thing if they are. Um, but yeah, and then there's that. There's just that, that cherry for me, just a PS5 exclusive directed by him. <laughs> Which just, we already know really... you're a bit salty about. You've, all, oh, you've already uh, been it... upset about um, 
Demon Souls. I'm still upset about Demon Souls. Do you know There's that I messaged? Ready. Do you know that I messaged Bradley the other day, um, Chris, and I said to him, uh, it was just randomly occurred to me. I was just thinking about games. And <laughs> I messaged him and I said, "Hi, Bradley. Just a quick one. Have you played God of War yet?" And he replied <laughs> saying, "No, I won't do until it comes to PC." And I was like, "Are you joking me?" And I got really annoyed with him. And he went, "He went, sorry, he but I just." He doesn't have a PlayStation, does he? He does. Well, no, it's just in the no, cupboard he somewhere. He just won't plug it in and play it. He'd rather wait till it's on PC. <laughs> I literally have the game installed. <laughs> I know. I, wow. said, I know. This is what I mean. So he's really salty about Sony. I am. I'm so salty. And Sony aren't even like... salt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. So anyway, just an on. OXO cube at this point. <laughs> go, go on. <laughs> oh, go on, Bradley. But, back to the point. So yeah, <laughs> back to the point. <laughs> I don't really like this idea. I hope Master Plan Rumpan is this fifty percent is He's a lie for now. He's a liar. He's just got lucky a couple of times. Yeah, I'm I'm just happy to receive one thing at a time. You know, I just want just want my Elden Ring. That yeah. will do me for a few years. I, then they can get their armored core. I, I mean, mean, you might like it. So. I, I I agree with what you're saying, but I feel like in until we know if they're working on them all at once or if they're working at them one after the other. I think as as long as they're working on one after the other, it will be fine. Well, yeah, but either way, I lose out because it's PS5 exclusive. Yeah, but only on one out of the three. <laughs> yeah, but that's Probably what I'm saying. I don't want them to bring out the next, you know, huge thing that's as good as Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, and it's our not, PS5 and not on PC. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sitting there like, oh, I see what you mean. Just yeah, cry yeah. a little bit more. Just like, sit in the corner. Rub, rub some more salt in that wound. <laughs> <laughs> Sony are just doing it to target me at this point. Yeah. Jesus. But yeah, that is that is my news for the week. So, who is next? Well, I'll uh, I'll take it straight away. Um, and the first bit of news I've got this week is we got we've had uh, a boatload of Marvel rumors across the last couple of weeks, but they don't seem to be you know slowing down any which way. And we got another rumour about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And can I just say, this movie is getting... If, if all the rumours are true, this movie is getting more bloated with characters by the day. It's ridiculous, isn't it, how much keeps coming out. Like, it film. feels... Every time I see a new character, I'm like, hang on, is this going to, like, rival Endgame for how many characters yeah. they're just going to have running around? It, it started to feel like it's not going to... Like, you kind of forget that it's doctor strange like it, it just kind of feels like <laughs> yeah. another avengers film i mean it? It, like... at least like in captain america civil war there were only like 14 of them yeah whereas if, is, if the yeah. rumors are to be believed like we've got to be pushing like 20 characters maybe more i do yeah. like that though yeah i mean it's cool and, and i kind of like the idea of this doctor strange movie that's secretly an avengers elseworld movie you know yeah yeah <laughs> It's, uh, and, you know, it'd be a great way to try and get Doctor Strange to crack a billion at the box office. Mm-hmm. Which, if I was uh, a marketing man, that would be what I'm kind of looking at them trying to do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll get straight into the, the, the rumour. And it's basically that Chris, he- Chris Evans is rumoured to return as Captain America in Doctor mm-hmm. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Um, so I, this won't... I couldn't see this being our Captain America, you know, the the one from the main timeline. Mm -hmm. There have been some people saying that there's two possibilities that make sense. Uh, We've talked before about how there's a rumour that they're going to bring back the actors that almost played characters. Yeah. So John John Krasinski um, as Captain America 
And the other one was Jen- Jensen Ackles because he nearly played Captain America as well. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's actually really So cool. there's a funny idea of it'd be cool if you had all these alternate realities and you had them three all suited Active, up as different yeah. Captain Americas. Yeah, that's cool. And you have Chris Evans come back, but he's not our cap. He's not our timeline no. Captain America. He's another timeline Captain America. Yeah, yeah, sure. But the second point people have raised, which I think is more interesting, is what if he comes back as the evil Hydra version of Captain America? <laughs> and he's one of the villains. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be awesome. And a bit Chris Evans sort of talks about how he was really happy with the ending the character had. He yeah. sort of said that he was a bit fed up with playing the character and he loved the way the character's story was tied up so neatly in a bow. And he said it was a very emotional scene for him to film and he and he sort of closed his himself on that chapter of his life, right? Yeah. So that's why this rumor is a bit weird. But if they've turned around to him and said, look, you're basically playing a different captain. You're playing a different character, basically, because this is an yeah. alternate version. And also you get to be more interesting because you're evil. So yeah. this is you can play Captain America and you can be an, you can be a right, horrible, evil, sadistic version of the character. And as an actor, I reckon that's something that might make Chris Evans go, oh, you know, actually, what? Actually, I'll do that. Yeah, I'd quite like to come back and do that. Like that gives you so much creative freedom. And also mm. it would be badass to see an evil cap running around like just like super soldiering his way through people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I mean, I don't know. Do you guys think this rumor maybe holds could you see this being true or do you think um I think there's the possibility of it. I don't yeah. I, I wouldn't go concrete um with it and say that it's, you know, it, I think that that's definitely something they'll do. I do kind of think he the way it kind of ended was amazing with his character and I would, yeah. would like I, I would go as far to say it's iconic. Off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think maybe it was clear he was done with the character at that point, you know, and that, that was kind of the ultimate send off for him. So I don't know. I think that it would have to be something pretty cool for them to bring him back in. Like, I think he would only do it if, like you say, if there was something that interesting on offer. Um, mm. Maybe playing someone completely different would be enough to convince him to do so. So maybe, maybe. Just, just imagine they bring back all the great Spider-Man villains and you have an evil Captain America on their team as well. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, I'd just be like, oh my God. <laughs> and you could have you could have Toby Maguire versus evil Spider versus evil Captain America. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for that. Chris Evans and Toby Maguire fun, fighting each other. Yeah, I mean uh, you know, comic book logic that characters' strength levels seem to disappear when they have fights like that. Yeah, I know, it's weird. In reality, yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man would kind of just like crush Captain America. But... <laughs> but in the films, it doesn't work out that way. No. Um, I mean, Spider-Man does pull his punches. Otherwise, he'd yeah. like obliterate a normal robber, like bank robber, wouldn't he? It'd be really funny if that was like, like the R-rated Spider-Man, like just like punches straight through like this poor guy who's robbing a bank. Like, like the boy's version of Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. or Brightburn's version. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so yeah, that was just a little rumour about Doctor Strange. Uh, so the second bit of news I'm going to touch on is a massive piece. So I'm going to... Um, Bradley's already talked about one of the rumours, but there's 17 other rumours um, that are talking <laughs> about PlayStation exclusives that are rumoured to be in the works. Buckle up, boys. And, and so what was, are you going to do? Just and, bullet. <laughs> so I'm going to summarise them uh, really quick and we'll quickly talk about any we find interesting. Um, but I just wanted to quickly say, how bizarre is it that last week we had all those Xbox rumours about yeah, their 2021 now, plans? Yeah, 
and now we've got all this Sony's wrong. And now we've got all these rumoured PlayStation exclusives. So either there's Xbox and PlayStation fanboys going crazy and making stuff up, or Xbox leaked some stuff to like generate hype, and then Sony were like, oh, no. <laughs> Can't let that like, stand. And it was like, you seen what Xbox are doing over there? Like, let's just let's just drop these as well. Just let's just shuffle these out to to to, to the internet. Let's get some hype going. Um, but anyway, I'll start with the first one. So Arrowhead Game Studios, who I've actually never heard of. I haven't either. I don't think. Don't recognise it. No? Bradley, do you do you recognise these guys? Mm, no. <laughs> they are apparently set to make an exclusive third-person game um, designed around online co-op uh, with the code name Testament. It's hmm. um, apparently made, uh, the quote is a butt-ton of progress, um, and the team is roughly 60 people. But yeah, so it's a third-person co-op action game exclusive to um, the PlayStation If the rumours are to be believed. So that's your first one. The second one, we have Bend Studio, who made uh, Siphon Filter and Days Gone. Uh, And the rumour for them is that Days Gone 2 is in production. Mm. And they're currently making that. Apparently, um, when Days Gone came out, Sony's PR guys were shocked by how well Days Gone did financially. Like, they did not think it would do as well as it did, and it, it kind of blew them away. So, apparently, um, Sony always envisioned Days Gone as a franchise. So, hmm. the rumor is that Bend is working on Days Gone 2. That's cool. I don't know if you guys ever played Days Gone. I did. Yeah, oh, that's, I did. that's what I was about to ask. What was it I, like? I did. It was really good. Do you know what? For uh, I liked it because... Sam Whitner, isn't it? Yeah, I, I really liked it because um, for me, I've played a lot of different zombie games and stuff. And I feel like this one does the best at bringing you into the real survival mechanics of an environment where an apocalypse has taken place. Like the game's actually quite difficult like because it really makes you bad. And I remember playing it and there was loads of times where I hadn't prepared enough for a situation. And then I was really like, in in the thick of it thinking oh my god i'm not gonna survive this like there's just no way and yeah. i liked that because it was almost i would say i don't want to say too good but it was almost to the point where it was so realistic with the way you had to approach every scenario of that and like prepare that it could also be a bit annoying because like sometimes <laughs> it just felt a bit like what am i doing wrong like how much more could i have thought about this yeah. like um because it was it was difficult and but I like that because they wanted to go for this real living, well, not living, breathing, but, you know, this real undead world of, you know, survival of the fittest. And that's what it really felt like. So I, I really enjoyed Days Gone. I thought it was really good. Hmm. So I'd be oh, impressed cool. if they I'd love to play it, it one day, I think. Yeah, it's definitely worth playing if it, um, you know, goes over or uh, to PC or whatever. Is it on PC? It's not, is it? It's only, I don't it's think so. Still? It's just on PlayStation, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, it is good. It's a good game. So, so yeah, that's really interesting if they are doing following on mm. with more sequels to the game. Then the third rumour is Bluepoint Games, who obviously recently made Demon Souls, the remake. Um, they are mm. rumoured to be making two games for PS4. And the first one is a Bloodborne remastered for the PlayStation 5. Mm. And it's rumoured to be nearly complete, actually. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously... Bradley from the Sound of Things loves Bloodborne. Yes. 
Would this be something you'd play or would you, you know, you, you're not, it depends on what, I suppose it's not that old that they'd need to remaster it that intensely though, right? No, no, they wouldn't. They just want to release another thing on PS5 that I can't play on PS <laughs> on PC. But, That's but literally would, what they did at this point, Chris. But would you be bothered to play the remastered because it's, it kind of feels a bit soon for a remaster? If it came out on PC, I'm 100% getting it. Oh, okay. Oh, like, like, no, but this I just is the knew thing. you were a bit iffy no, on remasters. No, no, but it's it's like a because it's a game that you can kind of keep playing over and over again. I'm on like my fifth playthrough at this point. Um, it's you know, it, if I could have it on PC, I'll just get to start again, and you know, that's all I want. It doesn't matter if it's got the title remastered on it, I can't play the original on PC, so mm, yeah, okay, I'm like, yes, so. I imagine they wouldn't. Though. And you know, it remastered. It'd be bundled with all the content ever released, and yes. they'd probably touch up the graphics a bit and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, just quickly before we move on, <laughs> um, Arrowhead Studios uh, made. So I've just had a look. Just wondered what they did do. So they've only they've got four titles currently, uh, which are um, Hell Divers. Anyone heard of that? Yeah, oh. I've heard of that. Okay, Magica is them. Uh, oh, okay. Gaunt- Gauntlet is them, and something called the Showdown Effect. They're all. I've heard of all of these. But they're, they're all going over my you head. Would, you would recognise. I think if I sent you the pictures of each, like the like cover art for each of them, you'd go, "Oh yeah, I've seen that somewhere." Or mm-hmm. whatever, I think because I recognise them all. So, um, but yeah, so I just thought I'd just go back to that really. I wondered what they'd made, but mm. yeah. Anyway, carry on. So the next, uh, also from Blue Point Games, still there is um, the second rumor from them that they are after the Bloodborne remastered, they are working on the Metal Gear Solid remake. You know, Mm -hmm. we talked about um, this being the first entry in Metal Gear ever being remastered um, from the ground up. So a remake, not a remaster, really. um, (laughs) To play exactly like, um, you know, the modern Metal Gear, Mm -hmm. which I fanboyed about before, about how much I'd love that to be true and be a thing mm-hmm. um so yeah i i that's one that i really hope is is true you know i really hope that this metal gear rumor that they're working on it is real mm-hmm. yeah. i mean it would mean it would be exclusive for playstation which would suck <laughs> <laughs> because i've got all the other metal gears on xbox Ugh. but i i suppose i just have to li- live with it and eventually get i am planning on getting a playstation uh, and an Xbox eventually, so. yeah, yeah. When I'm not as poor, <laughs> <laughs> and and they're actually available to buy. Yeah, somewhere. I was going to say, and, and you it's you know, and it's 2022, and yeah. maybe they have some stock. <laughs> well, maybe Jack has an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bradley already touched on the unannounced project from from Software, which was the next rumor. The next one after that is Guerrilla Games. So Guerrilla Games made Killzone. I really like the Killzone franchise. I've never played a kill zone. They're really fun. They're really different. Oh, really? I've always yeah. thought they looked like generic shooters. And Well, I kind of feel like they hit this sweet spot, sweet spot between Resistance and Halo. Ah, uh, okay. And kind of Wolfenstein. Oh. In, in a way. They, they, I always felt like they had a really nice... So they have this niche. Different... Uh, yeah, I just... they. I, I don't know if it's maybe the less the gunplay and more just... The world building. Okay. Um, yes, yeah. I always thought it was very generic shootery world. I, I've, I've always, never really looked into them. Have you played them though? 
No, that's what I mean. I've literally, uh, I've kind of on face value, never really looked into mm. it. Yeah, I played them around Carlos, uh, one of my mate, uh, one of our, our friends, um, years ago when we were younger, and I remember really, really enjoying them. Mm-hmm. And it always felt like Sony's attempt at Halo. You know? Right. But yeah. They, but but it had its own spirit. Um, okay. In a certain way. And obviously, these guys make um, Horizon as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so the rumor out of them is obviously at the minute, um, uh, I guess they sort of worked on, is that, I, I assume that means they worked on Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They made Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So, so, so they stepped away from Killzone to make, um, to make Horizon Zero Dawn. And then um, there's been like both the rumors that they're re kind of restarting the, the uh, Killzone franchise, but there's also a rumor going around that they've completely killed it forever. Um, that would be a shame. Yeah, and the reason that is because they've taken down the website. But maybe that's because they're going to revamp it, reboot it. Could it. be, but it's, it's a case of the, the previous one had apparently a lot of online stuff. Yeah. And so the servers are completely dead now. So you, you can't go on it anymore. Oh my God, that's such yeah. a shame. And so like, and to be fair, I looked and it's not even that old. I think it's like eight years. Yeah. Um, I don't think obviously they ever, quite old, but. I, I don't think they were ever these massive hits. No. Like Halo no. or COD or. I think they had a cult following though. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so, so there's, there's both rumors going around at the minute. Mm. So it just says that the rumor on, 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 uh, that was on the list said that it was a Killzone sequel in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did say that they're apparently working on Forbidden West. Yeah, so the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, is that the, that's the sequel? Yeah, I was going to say that's the sequel's title, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought uh, I, I was imagining it was a some weird yeah, Wild West. No, yeah, yeah. There, there's um there's an area that is that is spoken of in Horizon Zero Dawn called oh, the yeah. Forbidden West. Forbidden West. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, cool. I'm I'm glad because I think I've never played Horizon, but I always thought it looked like such a fantastic world mm-hmm. and a really cool game. Well, I might tell you about it. So I review. Well, I look forward to that. Um, so the next one is a rumor from Insomniac Games. So this blew me away when I when I when I was going through these rumors. I did not realize Insomniac because obviously made Marvel Spider Man, yeah, yeah, which we're all big fans of. Yeah, but I didn't realize they made Resistance and Ratchet and Clank as well. I knew they made. I knew they made uh, Ratchet and Clank. I didn't know they made Resistance. Though. I love Resistance. Resistance is so. Yeah, I, I was addicted to Resistance when I was younger. That's another one I've never played. Oh, Bradley, you <laughs> would you would love Resistance. It's got this. It, it's like an it's i don't know how to describe it it's like a horror shooter hybrid and it's so intense and it's so creepy and brutal but at the same the time complete opposite of ratchet and clank do you know do you know what i'd say <laughs> that resistance is imagine halo had a baby with like alan wake oh so it's like this and there was no ratchet scary, and clank. But, <laughs> but I just want ratchet and clank. <laughs> so obviously without the supernatural elements of Alan Wake, but say that the horror sort of element of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just remember playing um, Resistance as a kid and it legitimately terrified me. Like at points in the best like, way in the yeah in the like like I can still I can still imagine cutscenes in my head that haunted me as a kid. What's and your favorite Resistance? The second one. Oh, but I the did the, the well. I played them both around Carlos about five hundred times when we were younger. <laughs> but so I never owned them myself. 
Um, but the one I did own was on the PSP, where it's like World War Two ends and then they invade and you play as like World War Two vets against them. <laughs> and you have to like blow up their spire in France. And it's like the most, um, it was my favorite game as a kid on PC, PSP. <laughs> it was the nuts. It was so good. I can't think what it's called, but yeah. Anyway, I just, uh, retribution. yes. Retribution. Retribu- retribution. Yeah. I'm looking so through good. them because I'm really interested in what you're saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, that, that just blew my mind. I couldn't believe they made all three of these IPs that I really like and mm-hmm. are so different. Oh yeah. Um, so obviously the news out of them is that they're working on my Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Mm. Okay. Um, so apparently the development for Miles Morales was handled by a different team, uh, yeah. which I didn't know. Um, so apparently they moved straight on to Spider-Man 2 and this other team from Insomniac uh, carried on the work with Miles Morales. And then once Miles Morales was done, they moved back on to help with Spider-Man 2, according to the rumors. Nice. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I assume we're all excited for Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I am. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, if it comes out on PC. <laughs> <laughs> but I just want to say, after Spider-Man 2, give us a Resistance revival. Come on, this IP's, <laughs> this IP's too good you to languish in the Sunset dirt. You mean Sunset Overdrive 2? <laughs> <laughs> no, just, I, I mean... No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> I thought it was an all right game to be honest, Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I like that. I, I mean, I've, got, I've I, got it for free I, and I've never played it. Oh, it's cool. actually pretty good. Yeah, no, I, I'd recommend it's it. It's fun, yeah. It's fun. I, it was like Games with Gold. So it's it's, it's quite it. highly reviewed. Yeah, actually. I, 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 um, I it's just got like a bad reputation online, isn't it? Yeah. No, I, that's by user Google users. Ninety six percent like the game. Wow, really? Yeah. yeah, I remember playing it and really enjoying it. It's just fun, isn't it? It's just yeah. stupid and fun. But yeah, I'd recommend it. if you've got it. I'd definitely play it. Mm. I, I mean, add yeah. it to the list, Chris. Add it <laughs> to the list. <laughs> so uh, the next one is a Japan studio. Uh, it just says Japan Studio, so I'm assuming this is like Sony Japan, right? Because uh, it's Japan as the country. <laughs> yeah, just just. Oh, just read what it is as well. That is just so not interesting to me at all. So, they... oh no, that that is the yeah, that's the studio, isn't it? It's called Japan Studio. Oh yeah. really? That's its oh, name. Yeah. Okay, right, got ya. Um, so apparently they are making a race space game, which is a first person space game. Yuck. <laughs> yuck. <laughs> why is that yuck jack i don't know just yuck i just I, I just it's not a bit of me whatsoever just no so apparently the guy working on it is a famous award-winning creative director astronaut oh his name is tosumo kurion kanono oh no general kenobi oh god <laughs> uh can you say that any better bradley Wait, i need to get that? it up on the screen Tsumoto. I like when he does. I like when. Come on, Bradley. Does. I believe in you. Wait. Oh, that's so... it. Creative director. Yeah, yeah. We're on to Japan Studio. Yeah, it's halfway down. Halfway down. Award-winning oh, creative director. Wait, what? Come on, Bradley. See, it says in December oh, 2017. Yeah, yeah. Further it'd down. be like <laughs> Tomu Kuono. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. That was alright. Nice. Thank you. We, we'll probably Thank have you. some. There's probably like some Japanese listeners who are still <laughs> cringing. <laughs> if, if we ever get any, I apologise. I don't know any Japanese. <laughs> but anyway, so this guy is apparently a big, uh, obviously beloved creative vision in Japan, um, and they've said he's just said that it's uh, their most ambitious title ever. 
Um, and apparently they, they've promised uh, the announcements all the way back in 2018. So either this is a dead project or this just keeps getting pushed back. Uh, but I'd love to, to, to see something for this. I, I'm quite fond of a, a space game and I feel like it hasn't got to the point yet where a studio has nailed a space game. Do you not think so? Yeah. What, what would you say? Like, an, it sounds like this is like, I mean, like an open world, like space game. Mm, yeah, I kind of see what you mean. I, I, if you're talking like Dead no Space Man's Sky. or like, yeah, No Man's got, Sky. Got I still close to that feeling of space. <laughs> I still think it's just boring. Yeah, no, it is. But it's just so like, that's what I mean. It got close to that feeling of just this endless expanse. Bizarre. Yeah. Or, I mean, I bought the I bought it actually a couple months ago. And that's after all the updates. And it's a much better game than on release. But it's still just boring. And I spent like a couple of hours trying to get off the first planet. And I kept dying. And I was like, I'm just bored. And then I got into space, and it legit, it legitimately took my ship fifteen minutes to get to the other to the planet next door. And I was like, "Oh my god, why, why am I sitting here for twenty minutes driving a spaceship towards a new planet?" Because you bought a space game. Yeah, I know, but it should like I want to just just pretend it's got a warp engine, and it takes me two minutes. I don't want to spend twenty minutes sitting there driving in nothingness towards another planet. It was boring. It was really boring. I think I played it for two days and uninstalled it. Damn, that's my exact vibes about this game. Already boring. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to the next one. So there's no studio associated with this, but um, the other rumour indicates that we will be getting a Silent Hill. Yeah. Sorry. I, sorry. <laughs> you just my... like... <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Um... You move yeah. from boring space to exciting Silent Hills. That's great. Yeah, and, and to be fair, there's a lot of um, back and forth here. And, and uh, obviously, we had that rumor that it was going to be shown at the Game Awards. But apparently, the new rumor is that because of COVID affecting their production schedule, that's why we didn't have it shown at the Game Awards. Silent Hills so, tested positive for COVID and couldn't be shown. So, that, so that's either a complete and utter fabrication and utter you know crap where they're lying about what happened um or maybe there is some truth to it and silent hills is being worked on and metal gear is being worked on but we just didn't see because it's entirely possible it could be a 50 50 <laughs> you know uh the next one is london studio so london studio or a vr studio mm-hmm. uh, and apparently they are working on a horizon vr game yeah, I mean that's really interesting. I don't know how that would work. Uh, I yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> There's, I mean, if it if it's done well, then my god, it could be incredible. But I'm just not sure about that. Like, I just blood and truth. Which, to be fair, blood and truth, as far as VR goes, is probably at the moment one of the best VR games. Oh there really? Are. Um, yeah, it did really well, blood and truth. And I, I haven't, I haven't. I haven't played it like all the way through myself, but I know someone who has it and, um, and I've played a tiny bit and it was really good and really well made for the VR as well. Oh, cool. Um, so, so that's promising in itself, but, and VR worlds was obviously like one of the first things to come out for VR and PlayStation. And that was pretty cool, but obviously it was at the time very new. So, um, yeah, I mean, 
if they can do it well, then wow, it, it probably looks stunning and feel really like incredible. But I just don't know how they'll do it. it do you do you think this could hold some promise, Bradley, as as someone who's played Horizon? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think like as a VR game, I'm just not a fan of VR. Like, I'll be honest, mm. I've never really been sold on the whole VR thing. Um, but I think for you know as a VR game goes, I think that could be a perfect fit. Um, you know the yeah. kind of whole centered around the bow and arrow would fit so well in VR. Yeah, it, yeah, it needs to be done very these well. Mechanical monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it would work. It, it would definitely. Um, it's just like I said, I'm just not a fan of VR personally. Um, oh, I, I think a lot. VR. Of, yeah, see, I think VR can be done really well or really badly, and I, my worry would be like, for example, with this, I automatically like if you had like a, a VR Quest or a VR Oculus or whatever. Obviously, they're a lot more in depth with the controllers and things like that, so movement and that becomes a lot better. Yeah, um, with I the mean, PlayStation VR, <laughs> there's so many games that have so much potential to be good, but they're done on point and click and like click and move and point and move and that. Yeah, and like just, Skyrim. Oh, just yeah, and it just ruins the the immersion of the fact that you're supposed to be this character. Like mo- games they, where it allows really you to, to design like leg braces, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or just like, or just like they need um, the controllers like that the Quest and that have, where they have still the controllers, but they have analog sticks on the top of them, so you can still move like a normal person. What's the one that actually has the leg braces? It's oh, really know. cool. And I've seen a guy on a treadmill and he's just treadmill, like... I've seen that, yeah. The battlefield Running along planet. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. cool. Yeah, that's like serious level. But um, but yeah, I'm, I, I, I hope know. PlayStation we'll invests in something because that would I think that would revolutionize their VR gaming. Oh, 100%. If they were like, 100%. now you can actually like move, move. as well. Though, yeah. how many people would probably end up running into their TVs or something? Oh, I, I would, there would like, be for, stories for, everywhere. Forget that you like have to jog on the spot and just end up like... <laughs> Like you panic, <laughs> like oh. run and like flip your sofa over and like end up in the out the conservatory doors or patio doors and everyone so starts funny. crying. Uh, so the next one is Media Vision, uh, and they are working on a Wild Arms sequel set to be a cross-gen RPG. Have we ever heard of Wild Arms? Anyway, I was about to say that. No, no. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you're a Wild Arm fan, that will excite great. you. Yeah. But we have never heard of it. Um, so the next bit is news from Naughty Dog. So um, Naughty Dog, are, I didn't realize, apparently The Last of Us 2 Factions, which is the code name for the multiplayer uh, mm-hmm. Last of Us 2, it's, yeah. it's a um, separate game. Oh, no way. Yeah, well, if the route, I, I believe, I don't know if that's been confirmed, but according to this rumor, it's right. a separate it's not a mode like go to Tsushima. it's like its own standalone game that's weird i didn't know that that's really strange i and thought I it was just going to be a side thing as well yeah i thought they were just adding it i mean maybe they are and this is just complete and utter horse garbage you know? <laughs> um maybe this will be disproved but this if this is true this blew my mind i was like why have they done yeah. this i mean maybe because they're hoping for you probably get more sales from a multiplayer game yeah then i guess just an update right yeah is that what they're doing maybe it's Give us sony the at milk. the end of the day they you know it's this is oh, it's naughty dog to be fair it's not sony just so i guess i don't know interesting i mean i kind of like the idea that they'd that if they're doing this they're trying to keep their single player ca- experience separate. Separate. separate yeah yeah i think that's quite mm. cool 
Um, so yeah, so we got that. And then the second bit is an unannounced Naughty Dog game, which apparently is a new IP. And according to the game studio that's been hinted before, they're interested in making it first person. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, they're so good at what they do, though, Naughty Dog, with the games, and I don't want them to, to tamper with it. I like, like I, I love the Uncharted um, franchise and I love uh, the first Last of Us and uh, and like Naughty Dog, let's even go back further, like Naughty Dog, Crash Bandicoot and things like that. Like just, uh, I don't want a first person Crash Bandicoot. I don't want a first person. I mean, this is a new IP. No, so. I know. I'm just saying like, I don't want their sort of games in first person. But I mean, you know what? Let's just, uh, whatever happens, it happens. But I, yeah. I personally <laughs> love the way they make their games. Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said for, like you say, they're almost like for them. formula. But mm. I would be really interested in their storytelling in a first-person game. I mm. feel like it could be really impactful. Or they could, yeah. like you say, they could just dilute what Screw makes their the games <laughs> great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we've got the new San Diego studio, which uh, I... I, I I assume because they're new, it doesn't say what they've worked on before. <laughs> um, they have an unannounced game, um, and there's really not that's known about it, to be honest. It literally just says unannounced game. Okay. Um, and there's some speculation as to whether the project has been cancelled, but um, a guy called Batista, um, who was a creative lead on... Um, Oh, not the Ubisoft. Batista we know. Oh, no, not okay. Dave Batista. <laughs> a different Batista. A game developer Batista. Maybe it's his cousin and he's huge yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's John Batista. Um, so he said that the, he left the studio, but he said in a tweet that the studio is still there and the project is still ongoing. Right. So whatever this unannounced game is, they've got cooking. We really mm -hmm. know not a lot about it, but we at least know that it's still cooking. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Santa Monica studio, obviously the God of War studio. Yeah. Um, so they have an unannounced game after God of War Ragnarok. Okay. So Corey uh, Balrog um, spoke during an interview. I called him Balrog the other day. It's actually Balrog. 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 It's a shame. Balrog would have been cool, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said that he's had a strong desire to work on uh, something completely of his own creation. So this guy was the creative director on God of War. Um, yeah. And he spoke to Duncan Jones, who's made a load of great movies. He even made the Warcraft movie. Mm. Um, who, and Duncan Jones, like even if you hate Warcraft, he's a very talented man. Uh, yeah. Everyone has a, a stinker every now and then. And I, and I kind of low-key like that movie, even though it's awful. Same. What? Which one? The one with Ragnar Lothbrok. Oh, oh my God! So do I. Though I really I like it. it. It's, yeah, it's it's a good. I know it's bad, and I know it's not very good at adaptation, but I still love I don't it. Okay, it's good. It's a great, great film. Huh? Who he's, is he? He's, so he's the director. Uh, no, so so the guy we're talking about here is Duncan Jones. Oh, I thought you were talking about who's the guy from Warcraft. Yeah. yeah so no, he's he's. Yeah, so the guy the who plays Ragnar in... from yeah, he's Ragnar from Vikings. From Vikings. Well, no, because I haven't seen it, but I didn't know that he, uh, like he was. So Travis Fimmel. Well, I've seen the name. film, but I haven't seen Vikings, have I? So uh, yeah, he yeah, plays. Who does he play in Warcraft? Um, what's his name? 
Um, he's generic. the captain of the guard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Generic pretty boy ranger person. Man. Oh, Long I'm glad. Man. I mean, I'm glad we all like White Warcraft. Yeah. Spice. yeah. I thought about watching that the other day. It's just fun to watch. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it was, so silly and over the top. Yeah, it's, it's a B movie, but you like you can enjoy it. Do you like jazz? Right. And I know there's like a lot of <laughs> wa- wasted potential in there, but I still think it's great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Duncan Jones met with. Corey and they discussed um, what his vision was and what Duncan sort of wanted to do. So yeah. between them, there's a game they want to make. They've written a script for, and um, Duncan Jones went as far to say that if you think that God of War is Corey's magnum opus, just you wait till we make this next game. Nice. So I, I think it, Corey sort of spoke as well that this he's pitched this to Sony. And after Ragnarok, it really is up to Sony if they want to do this with him. Yeah. So come on, if Ragnarok comes out and we all love it and it's amazing, yeah. Give give the guy a chance to make his own thing. Somebody <laughs> get this man the rights to make this game. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Because because he yeah. had he had such a huge hand in that first God of War, and that first yeah. God of War story. Is yeah, Bradley, isn't so... it great? I mean, we're not going to talk spoilers, but it's so heart-wrenching and it's so amazingly directed. <laughs> Brad, you know, I'm salty at Sony and now but, you're salty but, at me. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's points where God of War generally feels like a movie it as does, opposed 100%. to a game. Yeah, yeah Brad, um, you know, it's all about it. <laughs> Brad, you know, it's all about it. <laughs> all right, so, so we'll move on to the next one. Supermassive <laughs> Games. So Supermassive Games made Until Dawn, which was a PlayStation exclusive. I love game. that. I yeah. loved Until Dawn. I, I'm Brilliant. glad we all agree. Can we just carry on, Chris, about this? Because I've got something to say about this one. Um, oh. And also recently, they've just made the Dark Pictures Anthology series, mm-hmm. which uh, they've made for Microsoft, and both mm-hmm. the installments are on the Game Pass. Yeah. So I have yet to play it, but I'm actually, it's on my wish list. I'm going to get to it eventually. Yeah. And I'm really excited for these titles. So this is what I wanted to say. So they made Until Dawn, Hidden Agenda, The Impatient, and then they also made these Dark Pictures anthologies. Um, I have played all of them, every single one Oh, of them, you've played except, Dark Pictures anthologies? Yeah, ex- except I know you from Little the Hope, the newest one. Little Hope, the it's newest It's on Game Pass, now. isn't it? I don't know, but I've, I literally, if it is, I just haven't seen it on there yet. But I, but I played the first one. the Man um, of Mendel. Yeah. Um, and I've also played all those other titles. And I have loved all of them. So... I'm really, I like. What's your favorite? My favorite, Until Dawn, 100%. Right, okay. Um, Until Dawn's great. Until Dawn is unmatched, even till now. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Dark Pictures anthology first part was close to Until Dawn for me, but it just was nowhere near as long as Until Dawn. And it was just a bit like um, anticlimactic, whereas I felt like Until Dawn kept its pacing really well. Um, oh, like, I, mem- yeah. I remember playing that around George Jack and. Yeah, that great. game legitimately, like, I was Fantastic. so invested in all the characters. Yeah, and keeping I them alive. I just didn't want yeah. anyone to die. Yeah, whereas the Dark Pictures, I don't know, um, I haven't played Little Hope yet, but I really wanted to. But I, I heard that it's a bit disappointing compared to the first one. Mm. Um, and I haven't played it, so I will judge it for myself. But I kind of feel like, yeah, they, they it was, the first one was still underwhelming in comparison to um, Until Dawn because... I didn't feel like I needed to keep the characters alive in um, the dark pictures. I felt, I, I felt like it was just kind of like I was playing the story and it was a bit like, eh, whatever happens, happens, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but but yeah, no, I'm excited about that. I think they do. They've got a really cool thing with their game. So so uh, they gave a bit of clarification um, to why they went to Microsoft for um, the Dark Pictures anthology, uh, and they said that they thought they could reach a bigger audience than PlayStation, which I assume right. they mean because of the Game Pass. Okay. Mm-hmm. It would open them up to so many more, and that's PC as well, isn't it? It's not just Xbox. Um, so you know, Game Pass is you know on both. So I kind of see what they mean there, but they have said, and that ties into this rumor, that they are working. The rumor says they're working on an unannounced title after they finish the anthology series for Sony again, and the rumor says it's unannounced, but it could possibly be a sequel to Until, Until Dawn. Or a oh, continuation. That would be amazing if it was. That would make me so happy. Yeah, I'd be so happy with that. Yeah, yeah. as long as they don't ruin it. But, the first but would you so want it to be like set within that universe, telling a different story or a continuation? Ooh, um, I think I'd be happy either way. To be honest, yeah. I think they could they could do both very well. Mm. And I just remembered it's got the guy from Prison Break in it as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and John Wick. And it's got um, what? He he plays the Russian. He's in, a... he's in the start. So <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. the um, so, John the psychiatrist. Wick yeah, uh, he's yeah. Um, Mr. Hill. Oh, his name is. Peter Stormare. Yeah, he's the guy yeah. who does the Baby Yaga story as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I thought two. you meant Keanu Reeves. This quite yeah. So did I. That's why I was confused. Yeah, John Wick's um, in it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He heals all those people because of the dog. There's that alternate ending. He wrestles. What are they called? What the monsters called? Yeah, he wrestles the Wendigo. Um, yeah, takes it home as his new dog. I'm uh, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's, there's a lot of celebrities in that because um the 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 girl in it or one of the girls Kennedy, in it is yeah, yeah the girl from Heroes of really good actors yeah yeah uh, Rami Malek yeah yeah uh, there's also the guy I've, um, who was in Agents of Shield who was one of the main characters in that yeah 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 I really like him um, yeah so yeah with some of the last exciting. one I'm nearly done nearly there guys. Wild Sheep Studio. And apparently they are making a game literally called Wild. Now, have you guys heard anything about this? Yeah. Nope. Yeah, I think I have. Wait, I'm going to Google. <laughs> I, think, I think I know exactly what this is. So um, it's meant to be this um, crazy game from an ex-indie studio. Um, and they described the open world as potentially as big as Europe with day and night cycles dynamic weather and seasons as well as a seamless online system which you can play not only as a human but also as any living creature mm-hmm. what yeah wow. uh, so this kind of sounds crazy right yeah yeah massively it's been in development for ages hasn't it um so yeah so this has been in development since like apparently 2014 wow so it, it, it's either cancelled or it's still coming along. But the <laughs> still last, dragging along. The last update we had um, was in 2019 and uh, they were still working on it but, and they denied cancellation rumours. Um, but, you know, we've got to see what will happen with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there we go. I tackled all of those big rumours <laughs> and announcements. Um, there's... The only two I haven't talked about 
Bradley talks about the From Software, and I believe Jack, you're just about yes. to talk about the very, very last. I know, I am, and I'm so excited to do this. So, um, Sucker Punch, so Sucker Punch Productions, um, obviously, biggest known game for them has got to be Ghost of Tsushima, which I don't know if you guys know, but I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast. Um, and hey, I like Infamous a lot, so <laughs> yeah, no, to be fair, I didn't know they yes, made Infamous, yeah, I, I like it as well. Um, but and until, Bradley, until that, I wrote the news up, I was like, oh my god, they made Infamous as well, Bradley. I'm gonna say this with confidence that has got nothing on Ghost of Tsushima. No, you liar, no, Second Son was so good, it was good, really good, but it's just got nothing on that game. I'm but sorry, you know what. This writing up all these rumors made me realize how, how many, great, many great studios yeah. Sony has in their back pocket, <laughs> yeah. and how many great IPs they own mm. that are like either also dead and just sitting there. And I'm like, yeah. oh my god, like there's so much that I love from Sony that I completely like forgot about, or that yeah. I forgot that these studios who make these games that I think are awesome have also yeah. made these other, other games amazing games. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and. It's probably not come as much as a surprise, but because of the huge success that Ghost of Tsushima had, um, they are making a sequel. I mean, it's not 100% confirmed. Um, it is a rumor, but there is also some evidence to suggest that they are, they are seeing as um, apparently a job listing was posted recently as well um, for people to work on it. Um, so, and then I think it might have been taken down after. Um, so, there is rumours of it happening and it looks like it will be. And to be honest with you, I couldn't imagine that they wouldn't after the first one. Um, no, not, not some form of I need you both to play it and the whole oh, way through. Ghosts. Like, you are, need you, to... are you still enjoying the multiplayer? Yeah, I, I've obviously, where I've had other things to play recently and now, I haven't, I haven't done it in a little while, but I, I was thinking about it yesterday, strangely enough, and I was thinking I could so easily just pick this back up now. Um, and I even thought about the story again. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was playing other stuff, I would replay it from the start again. And I watched a video um, about a week ago of some big YouTubers um, reacting to the end scene from Ghost of Tsushima. And like, these are some big, uh, yeah, some, some big like YouTubers. And, it just cycles through all their reactions to like the, like the end of the game. And I saw men in tears, like literal tears. And I, I've never seen this YouTuber cry before one of them. And he was like, he was like, that's <laughs> just a masterpiece. And he went, I actually <laughs> cannot believe that the game made me cry. He was like, damn you sucker punch for making such a <laughs> game. And there was like, there was um, like women YouTubers in there as well. And they were saying like that they were in tears and stuff. And they were all like, that game, you just, and it was, and I remember I smiled watching Should the video because I, I sat back and I went, this is how I felt when I finished it though. Like you sit back and you just take this deep breath and you think that was actually more of a movie than it was a game. Like yeah. it was just so, so incredible. Like, and, like I've seen a lot of this as well, a lot of this mm, response and a lot of this yeah. outpouring of love. Yeah. And it's so far that I've never seen anything negative about this game. No. Like, do you want to know the, the even, even craziest the bugs? Do you want to know the loved. craziest bit of news that I've heard? <laughs> yeah, even the bugs was. were yeah, like people funny, loved it. It just yeah. became a hilarious I mean, thing on yeah. the internet. Yeah, uh, which we talked about before. Um, but not this like is the, I'm going to say the the, the, <laughs> the biggest stretch, the furthest stretch of love for this game I've seen um, since its release is that I actually heard that people, fans of the game, were flying out 
to the islands um, that it was based around and Shima. like coming together and were um, helping rebuild some of the natural shrines and things like that. Yeah, they raised 35 grand, I think, to it's repair incredible. one of the shrines. It's incredible. Like, wow. I, mean, I saw that. I nearly that. added it yeah. to the news. It is, yeah, it's incredible. And so it's no surprise that they're going to make a second one. Um, and I'm just, I'm ready for it already because... Honestly, I need you to both play that game the whole way through. Yeah, and finish I it know. And just come to when, me I, go, when I get a PS5, it's probably it's probably the on first one. Yeah. It's that, and then God of War, which I'm yeah. buying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's the, all it is for that one. But we can't wait. I I, I say we um, as a collective. I'm talking for all the fans of the first one. Um, so my second bit of news um, is about Hitman Three. Uh, which is it come out now? Is is it just come yeah. out? It has. Yeah, it? literally. Okay. Um, so basically the old maps, um, are going to be integrated into the game, um, which is really cool because it makes Hitman three more of like a collection, uh, with everything, basically having the options from one and two, uh, which is great. And this is also about Epic's response to that. So, um, basically, sorry, um, people that have owned the previous games will be able to import all maps from Hitman one and two into three as, uh, as long as Insane. they've owned the previous games, which is great. Um, but gamers that have that owned or pre-ordered Hitman 3 from Epic Store were concer- uh, concerned that they would have to buy all three games again, despite which the fact that they'd had them before, which would be awful. Um, however, Tim Sweeney responded and said that it was never Epic's intention to make gamers pay uh, pay again for the products they already owned. He assumed everyone uh, Epic is working on a way around it, and that Steam would allow players to enjoy all of their content. So. Yeah, basically, well done, Epic. And uh, you know, yeah, and and this is the biggest thing. I I've spoke before, and I spoke to Bradley about this. That I've had reservations with the Epic Game Store. Mm-hmm. That I'm a Steam user, and um, I was worried about Epic and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff I didn't like with Epic. Mm-hmm. But this has really made me go. I and also made me depressed. I didn't download troy total war <laughs> guess because, he's got it just sitting there because this kind no because just this sitting also there without kind of confirms <laughs> what they've said that anyone who downloaded it on epic will eventually probably get it for free on steam right which has really annoyed me and made me quite upset because i'm like damn it i should have listened to bradley and just downloaded it should have i had but anyway th- this is so good and this is so consumer friendly and this completely i had so many reservations about epic and their store and this just shows what a level of like like how transparent and good they're trying to be to gamers like most storefronts like you imagine sony they'd be like yeah just buy hitman again what you own hitman on xbox no just buy (laughs) them all again yeah just buy it all again and then you can have it You know yeah. what I mean? It's just it's uh-huh. such a good um, level of customer sort of service, and I love service. it. Service, yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, so this kind of my last bit of news actually was regarding um, Epic as again. So um, I thought I might as well read it off now while we're talking about them. Um, basically, this is just really a small piece of news for um, people that I've talked about before, um, and that is to do with the uh, latest season of Fortnite. And uh, basically, <laughs> uh, we, as we spoke about it earlier. Um, a couple of episodes back, we talked about how the uh, Battle Pass for this season uh, was probably one of the best it's been in a long time, and how obviously they'd added in uh, a lot of characters from all different universes. Um, and they haven't stopped, uh, which is kind of why I want to talk about it. They have done something different recently, which I've been really impressed with. Um, 
essentially what they've done is started posting on their social medias and things like that uh, transmission logs um which is really cool because it's like somebody who is basically time traveling um and going around and collecting all these different people from different universes uh, and then it's kind of like left to the fans to figure out based on the description and the transmission logs that are being left who they think's coming next and then after obviously a day or so later they're dropping these characters in now i know you guys don't really follow it so that's why i thought i'd let you know <laughs> so the most recent drop uh we got well actually as far as before yesterday the most recent drop we got was the predator which oh, was amazing what? yeah so get this chris there's a jungle part of the map which not a lot of people visited because it just yeah. wasn't really used jungle yeah um and all of a sudden, a predator pod ship crashed on the sh- on the map, and oh, everyone was like, "What is Fortnite? Is just the coolest so crossover is, ever." Yeah, and it? this is why I wanted to talk about it because basically, the pod crashed, um, and then a, a challenge came up out of nowhere, saying, um, "Find the mysterious pod." And then everyone went looking for it. Obviously, YouTube has posted where it was. Um, you go to it, and it's just this pod, and in the middle of the jungle. And then this transmission log came out. And it was basically, it was really funny actually as well. It was basically this guy saying it's day so-and-so, whatever. I'm tracking this, um, uh, I'm tracking this. But he didn't say what it was. And that's Mm. the point. It kind of left it a bit suspicious. And it said, you know, it has unbelievable cloaking ability, blah, 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 blah. And he was basically joking around saying that I have become the predator of, uh, <laughs> and not the prey and whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, and then right towards the end of the transmission log, yeah, he goes, and he's seen me. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. And then, it's <laughs> off. And then so a couple of days went by and then all of a sudden this like trailer comes onto the game when you load up and it's literally um, the predator landing and um, it takes its mask off and does the roar, like the scream. Oh, wow, and, that's so yeah. cool. And then you go into the game and there's, I think there was about six... Uh, Is that still live s- now? or It's live now at the minute, yeah. Uh, I think I'm there was... Well, it. you don't even know yet, Chris. So you go into the game and there were six or seven challenges to do and they're they all had different rewards um but one of them gives you the predator skin for free if you obviously do the challenge um you then get the pred uh, instead of a pickaxe you get the predator claws as a weapon uh, as a pickaxe um you get a back bling which is the de- uh, a skeleton of a predator head um you get an emote which is built into the costume which is lets you take the mask on or off and do the raw um so he puts it on and off and on top of that one of the challenges to actually get the predator skin was to land at the stronghold, which is in the jungle, and the predator is cloaked in there, and you have to you have to hunt it down and kill it. Yeah, wow. and it and it is difficult as well because it has so much health, and it keeps every time it attacks you, it then goes back invisible again and runs away. Um, and it was just brilliant because everybody's landing there to try and get it, but obviously everyone was killing each other because they wanted to be the person to kill it so they'd get the challenge done first. Um, so it became a bloodbath in there. And um, when you, if you do kill it, um, it drops a, a legendary item. And if you pick it up, it's the cloaking device. Oh, and then wow. you, for the rest of the game, unless you die, obviously, you get cloaking for about 30 seconds or so. And it is so good. I've never been detected while using the cloaking device, put it that way. wow right so anyway that's their big like their big like crossover when you kill him does it set off the bomb like in the movies no no no, that's a shame because that would have been funny if it took out like half the map and you had to like run away (laughs) no so um yeah so that's um 
that's the the predator thing that's been really cool that they've done recently and then another transmission log came up um this one's a bit more disappointing but it's, it's epic at the end well it's of the hard day, to so follow up the predator isn't it exactly but they did a transmission log and I just found it really fun the way they're doing it because everyone in the comments is trying to work out who it might be. And, you know, people were posting speculations and stuff like that. And I think that's really cool way of advertising because Mm. it creates a lot of buzz. Um, But a new transmission log came up uh, two days ago or yesterday um, and basically said uh, that is someone talking and he's like, right, I've traveled a lot of dimensions, blah, 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 looking for the best hunters and all that sort of thing. And then he says, and I found one um, and this person or this, uh, she's um, a protector of the future, like blah, 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 blah. She's traveled multiple dimensions and time, blah, 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 you know, it goes on. And I'm like, hmm. And I was listening to it and I'm like, it sounds like Sarah Connor, like from Terminator. Because yeah. And today, I'm not sure she time travels though. Well, but then today they posted the Terminator and Sarah Connor, but they, they posted today, Sarah Connor and the Terminator as characters. Yeah. I mean, and they the, even did uh, and they even did a little trailer of, you know, when in T two when he sinks into the lava and puts his hand out. Yeah. They did that and then the time traveller grabs his hand and pulls him out of the lava and oh, uh, that's cool. and then it go and takes him onto the Fortnite map. And then yeah, it goes through a portal. You know, and- as as much as we've talked before, like love or hate, um yeah. Fortnite. And I I'm not the biggest fan of Fortnite. I don't find it that fun to play. But no, when they do stuff like this, yeah, you can't criticize them. Can it's you? amazing. It's just it, there, you can tell there's some people who work at the studio who love all these different mm-hmm. IPs, and it yeah. because of the game's success, they can just do whatever they want, and it's just so fun. Yeah, and, and this like, is the thing. Cool. This is why I respect them so much because they do what they do well. They they advertise yeah. well. They they draw players like me back in with these cool crossovers and the way they do this. The only thing that disappointed me a little bit about the Terminator thing was that the Predator for anyone who has the Battle Pass, the the Predator was available to do these challenges and get yeah for free. Right. The only problem I have with the Terminator is that they only joined as things you could buy in the store. So they're not uh, challenges and stuff for the Terminator. It wasn't like a map thing or a special event. It was like Master Chief. You had to buy. Yeah, right? it was just a buying thing, but. Still, nevertheless, it's cool. So really, my bit of news is just props to Epic for everything they're doing. And this season, I feel like they've yeah. really blown them out of the water. And, and the keep water bringing season. us these fun crossovers. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone loves it. That's yeah. the thing. Everyone's and, loving and, it. So. And to be honest, with the way the pop culture world is, there's mm. always going to be something you can cross over. Yeah, and this is the thing as well, is that they're generating a lot of hype for what happens next season because they've now started to bring a storyline into Fortnite seasons. Um, oh, okay. this Because although the season changes drastically, um, that we've found out that there's a whole corporation who are working outside of the map and they're like secret, secret agents and they are the so ones like who are doing... Yeah, and they're doing the time travelling because this is what's happened this season is that it's hit multiple dimensions and there's an agent going around grabbing all of the best hunters and putting them into the, into the battlefield. So right. there's now like a backstory and that's great, obviously in itself creating more speculation and hype about these end of season events that they do and yeah. then how will it cross to the next season. So yeah, well done Epic basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but so Bradley, cool. that's my news done and I believe you have a long-awaited review yes i do um so i seem to have stacked up a lot of games because <laughs> because these are really big games that i've talked about i did assassin's creed which was like a hundred and a bit hours and um immortals which was 50 
something hours and now i want to review uh horizon zero dawn so which ha- is another 50 hours how did you did so you're telling me you finished immortals and then since then you smashed out horizon <laughs> yeah bradley that's impressive i don't know whether to like be sad for you or like congratulate Literally, you like i'll get in from work and it's just like straight on <laughs> it's, then, it's like, amazing i just I just have, you know, obsessions and, and I like to just, I like to just focus on one thing at a time. Um, but, but this is the thing I had kind of stacked it up. So when I finished um, Immortals, that was like quite, I don't know, I had a few days before I even did the review. And then, so I was already playing Horizon when I was talking about <laughs> Immortals. So it was, it was weird. Um, and like I finished Horizon like last week. <laughs> so now I'm on like, um, I'm actually in kind of like game limbo at this point. So. Oh, I mean, I, ha- I was when I was playing Alan Wake. I did see you playing Horizon, though. Oh, okay. Wait, recently? Yeah, this week. Oh. Oh, yeah, maybe this week. I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> that that aside, um, I kind of was was on the fence about Horizon. It was, you know, it was PlayStation, and I was like, oh, it's the only PC game they put on, and should I get it? And and I was, I'm an R in, and I was kind of like, I wasn't well really, reviewed. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was so re- well reviewed. And then I was like, but I'm not really that. But like, I never looked at it and thought, wow. I, I was always kind of like, people, when they, when they first saw the first trailers, um, they were like, oh my God, this looks like the best thing ever. And I was kind of like, eh, looks okay. Um, and I was so on the fence about it. But I was like, ah, screw it. I have a job now. I can actually buy things and try them <laughs> rather than like trying to save every penny. Um, so I was like, I'll just get it. And if I don't like it, it's not the end of the world. Um, so I got it and I started playing through it. And, and instantly there's a bit kind of, the graphics can be a bit weird on PC. Oh, really? Yeah, at first. Port. I don't, it's not necessarily a bad port. It was just very weird. It took me a long, long time to get the settings right. And so that was instantly like, that really bugs me when a game doesn't just kind of like, you know, I'll, I'll mess with my settings. Yeah, and then, and then it should just work. Um, but there was very like, weird kind of the, the way it would look when you'd load it up it was very like grainy almost and okay. and, and i was like oh, i don't know how to fix this and i was tweaking everything um and eventually i got to a point where i'd load it up and i wouldn't notice it and i don't know whether that's just because i got used to it or whether you know it kind of it fixed itself maybe yeah and i'd, I'd read things online um people saying that at the beginning of the game they really struggled with kind of their graphics and then for some reason later in the game they they didn't really notice it yeah um so it could just be a thing with the game where the early sections are you know kind of graphically strange but either way that kind of instantly was like oh, i knew i shouldn't have got this <laughs> like you know that feeling you're, you're kind of sour just like, taste. yeah exactly it's like this is off to a great start you know like graphical kind of madness um because i obviously expected it to be really good looking um and it was just like oh Oh, well, I'll keep going. And I was like, am I actually going to play this or am I just going to like kind of, I'm going to like the whole way through the game. And I, I was like, no, I will play this. So I kept going and I'm so glad I did. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you're like, you're so glad you kind of like push through. And like I said, the graphical like madness went away and it is a game that I was just so excited to keep loading up um, and jumping back into. It's, when you get into it, it's it's like the most like once the graphics kind of fix themselves, it was it's such a gorgeous world. Yeah, I mean, it looks beautiful from what I've seen. Exactly, and it just it, it does it the whole way through. You're just you're going from like 
these really diverse areas as well from like deserts to really forest like oh, really, really really i didn't realize it was that um diverse yeah i like, thought it was just like um a a, a forest with a I hadn't seen the desert or any of that stuff. No, yeah, there's there's like um, really snowy mountains and really, oh, really wow. dense forests. And the forests are done so well. Like, you know, it's a PlayStation game because the like foliage is really nice. Yeah. And when you like reason, walk through the grass. Out the park, yeah. They? Like I imagine it's a similar thing when I, um, I remember seeing ghost stuff. I'm, I'm sure Jack can agree that mm-hmm. when he walks through the grass and the grass kind of like yeah. parts yeah. for him. It's like and he that, also it? moves his hand through it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, it's, a, sim- it's yeah. similar in Horizon. There's, there's and, a level of like weather and like environmental depth. Yeah, they do really that well. PlayStation exclusives just it's, kill. Yeah, and it's weird you said weather because that's one of the things that like I loved and hated. Was sorry, can I just yeah. quickly just because I didn't want to, I, I wanted to wait till there was a gap to jump in, but I I know that because uh, I know how you feel about this, so I, I I wanted to kind of let you just go on about it. So I'm just gonna jump in real quick. So I don't know if you know. Do you know I've also played Horizon? No, I had yes. no idea. Have you finished yes. it or played? No, no, I played a fair okay. chunk of it. I'll make sure there's no spoilers. No, 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 I own it. Still, it's on my PlayStation. Um, but I was going to say, I just wanted to jump in a minute ago. Um, I feel like the graphics thing was the same on PlayStation. Um, okay, it, it's a beautiful game, but, but there was bits bit at the janky. start that were a bit odd. Just yeah. it was just odd. Um, like even the color was a bit strange sometimes. Yeah, I'm uh, so bit, glad that you, yeah. it's not just me. I, I, I remember I played it. Bearing in mind, I played it a long time ago. I played it when not long after it came out. Um, okay, so maybe like three years yeah, ago. So it was almost. a good. I, I mean, it was a quite a while back, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I can't talk full review on it because I never finished it. But from what I do remember of it and what I did play of it. Uh, I'm I'm in 100% agreement with you. It's a game worth sticking with, one million percent, because it mm-hmm. was it dragged me in and make me. Just but you just said you never finished it. Yeah, that's yeah, a good but point. That's, <laughs> but that's because yeah, yeah, but that's because of the kind of person I am when it comes to games. Yeah, I it's a big game. Before I finished it, and then I'm like, oh, I'll go back to that, and then never do. It. And, <laughs> and that shows you how good Ghost of Tsushima was because I couldn't. Put, it kept play your peasant attention. Yeah, exactly. Peasant attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. So yeah, your poopy peasant back. brain. He was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> carry on." Anyway, um, but yeah, so it's it's just a game that you like. You love immersing yourself into, and you, you just get back into that world, and, and you're like mm-hmm. completely in it, and you're invested. Um, and one of the, one of the things that like I, I I really love is is the way they actually present their world. They have um, this you know whole idea of. Uh, tribal humans you know we, we've gone back to the days of of living in tribes and each tribe is so unique and there's this like racism between tribes and <laughs> and it, it sounds awful That's but fun. i love it I like exactly that. it's so good I mean, because I don't it's like so racism, realistic but no i, like I, I hate racism, the concept but... of that in but the fictional the, world exactly the, the fact that they've added it is so realistic because there would be because it would happen between, yeah. yeah and and you're part of um the nora tribe um, you are an outcast so you don't really associate yourself with the Nora like realistically um, but you are a Nora you know to out to everybody um, you know in foreign lands and you're kind of looked down upon by a lot of them so when you do go to these foreign lands they're like Ugh, Nora Nora <laughs> outlander and you're like shut up I'm not like really and and there's this like constant kind of racism going around and it, it's like, there is yeah it's bad. And it transports you back also... to like when we were in tribal groups. Yeah. And, and anything that wasn't your tribe was bad or like mm-hmm. you were prejudiced against. But that's what I, I really loved about exploring this world is that, you know, you, you start off in, you know, the Nora kind of territory and they have this religion, this, this all mother. 
and and you kind of think like okay they've built their own religion up that's that's really cool but then you go to the the Kaja and then they have this this praising of the sun and and it's like everybody has Very built up their own yeah they've built up their own kind of like religions based on like things that you know kind of did happen and new things so the the all mother to them is basically technology um, yeah. Uh, really? they, yeah and they fear mm. the technology um so that like it's one of those things they're like very god-fearing so they don't go near any of the ancient ruins where there's loads right, of technology really cool. I, really like I know and, and then obviously like i said you have the sun people and then you have the banuks mm. which are the they're just like the the kind of uh, survivalists you know they just they live in like kind the of mountains. less like they don't more more normal people are they like, yeah they they kind of praise the machines because it's like a hunt for them so it's more like you know they're, they're less normal people more that kind of like um very instinctual very survive at all costs kind of right, drive at least that's that's how i take it yeah yeah um, so, yeah yeah so it's really cool when you're exploring this world these like you know the whole world to kind of go into these different areas and not only see a physical change like the kaja are very much people that live in the desert because they praise the sun and they love kind of like you know that that area um and the banuk live in the mountains and kind of keep out of the way of everyone else it's it's just really really awesome the way that they've designed the, uh, the whole map to actually fit in with the story and the way it works um, and the kind of tribes that are there and it does it just creates this like extremely immersive world and it just does this idea of you know an ancient world filled with technology um being something like so far off and and kind of you know you feel it you feel like humanity has kind of been reborn and 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 they do this in such a nice way where obviously if you've seen anything of it all the machines are kind of animalistic or yeah like dinosaurs like like creatures aren't they yeah yeah and and that's such a weird idea because there is still like fauna in the world they're still living animals but you just walk around and you'll you know casually see Mm. just what's essentially a a horse that's a machine and that's (laughs) it reminds me of um transformers beast wars yeah. where all the transformers are like um different mammals it's okay. like so like optimus is a transforms into um a giant silverback gorilla robot and <laughs> megatron's a turns into um a t-rex and like stuff like that and it's really just like because they're in like the prehistoric timeline and mm-hmm. of earth and it's just really weird because they're like the autobots are just all like animals from now and then the decepticons because so it's um mammalians instead of autobots and predacons instead of decepticons <laughs> i love it i love beast wars but yeah it probably is similar to that um but the actual kind of machines themselves are really really impressive um there, there's just some that will you know that will make you just sit there and be like wow of them. yeah yeah and my <laughs> personal favorite which i'm sure is a lot of personal favorites god uh, is the tall neck <laughs> Yeah, that you climb. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I was literally. The tall necks yeah. are the sink points. I think Assassin's yeah. Creed, if you it's want to the, clear the, the map, yeah, you go yeah. to what's called a tall neck. And he's basically like a long neck dinosaur with a big flat head. And you stand on the flat head. But the atmosphere they create, because you, you know they're near from being a few miles away because mm. the earth will start shaking. Oh, and well, they move this, as well as you. Yeah, they walk around, around and there's this huge thump. Yeah. rumbles doesn't it and yeah. they don't hurt you at all they're just no. these big imposing creatures that you just stand there and watch walk past and you're like wow and then it you just go really i'm gonna cool climb climbing that. up them doesn't it yeah because <laughs> yeah. you climb up them whilst they're still walking around yeah 
and then my my favorite um enemy so that he's my like favorite machine overall but my favorite like uh machine to fight is the thunder jaw which i'm sure again is a lot of people's favorite is that like the saber-toothed tiger one it's like the t-rex <laughs> oh, okay. it's huge it's not big as big as the tall neck but it's this huge monster and the reason that i love him isn't just because it's big it's because it has like 70 different weapons so you think being the thunder jaw it would just try to bite you oh no it's got like two disc throwers either side of its um shoulders it's got a laser on top of its head it's got like um things that will shoot out mines and that's the reason i love him is because he will just throw this onslaught of of you know of these technological attacks at you and the way the best way to actually deal with him is to shoot off those parts but then if you shoot off those parts you can use them against him and i just love that that battle of kind of like this big imposing creature and the biggest like the best thing you can do is use his actual weapons his against machinery, him yeah and he's just he's so cool the first time i ever found him that he was fighting just some random npcs walking down a road and i love that they can have that interaction and he was like fighting them along a mountainside and i could just hear the rumbling of his like machinery and his lasers and it, I, I literally i just stood behind a rock watching him just in awe just like <laughs> i watched the whole fight out and then i let him turn to me and just stood there like okay it's time to go it's time to fight this boy and it was just such a good fight and like you know i was really underpowered for him and it took ages but um, it was the combat is really fun. I was going to say, I was going to say, from what I remember, is the combat is really slick, isn't it? As well, and like, yeah, really, really, I play really it. I play it way too vanilla though. Um, and <laughs> is it's probably of course you do. It's way. It's you? probably my biggest like issue is that I find it too kind of um, too meh to keep to play more than just vanilla. I don't know why. Like, I have one. You say you play vanilla. What do you do? What do you mean? I just use the bow. And I use the hunter yeah. bow. I don't even use the. Yeah. I, I went to use the pre, the. I can't remember what they call the something like predator bow. It's the oh sharp shot. That's it. Predators from Assassin's Creed. It's basically yeah. the same idea where <laughs> yeah. it's it's the bow that does you know more Zoom damage. In. But no, but it's just like a slower charge time. And I just love the rapid fire of the hunter bow, um, but not you know the yeah. war bow. So I literally just use that the whole way through. But it gives you so many weapons to use um, that I was like. Pfft, just use this the whole way and i did some fights were such a grind because i was too lazy and it ended up taking longer um but i literally just pumped everything into my bow when i should have been actually using the equipment because the game really pushes you to to be a hunter and to kind of learn your enemy and, and use its weaknesses Weakness, yeah. and and kind of like freeze it or trap it or um shock it and there's loads of different kind of and there's just and you just with the bow and i'm literally just slamming arrows like a at caveman it dies. Yeah. <laughs> i just like throwing, throwing. You, you went too into the tribal theme oh uh, well it's because like i know i can like hit my shots so i'm like right i'll just go for the weak points over and over again and it does work but some animals, takes time yeah yeah some animals are still like they have a lot of armor and you have to cut through all that or some just have just tank loads of health um and it is it, it, it just it you know a bit of a grind but um yeah it's it's such a good kind of big open world game as well there's so much to collect one thing i do think is there's too much to collect and you have a certain amount of resource space and that really bugged me and i got to a point in the game where i stopped collecting things mm -hmm. uh, because i couldn't be bothered to keep selling them so i literally just stopped <laughs> and was like well i'm not picking anything up again i literally just put, picked up the money that was it and, and just carried on um so that's probably my one kind of big gripe with the game is that it's just too many resources for me to care about. 
Um, otherwise, it's such a good game. Aloy yeah. is is a really cool um, female lead. She reminds me of um, the Pixar princess from Brave. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. 100%. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, especially with the whole bow and arrow thing. Yeah. Um, but she is really good. And there's some really good supporting characters in that. Um, especially kind of when you get towards the end of the game, you realize how many good uh, supporting characters there are. I won't spoil anything, obviously, but it is um, it is a really good game, and I, I am you know hopeful that they'll put the sequel onto onto PC when they do finally go to the Forbidden West. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I've I've really enjoyed it, and I'd recommend it um, for anyone who has mm-hmm. a PS4 or PC. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely one of those ones that when I eventually get a PlayStation Five, it will be, be on the wish list. Yeah, of course. Good. Cool. Are we uh, ready to move on to our yeah. uh, golden oldie? Uh, well, you've got um, an, uh, your impressions, haven't you? Your your oh, take yeah. on a game. Yeah. yeah so I if have. anyone remembers what we tend to do, if uh, someone reviews a game and then someone plays that game, instead of doing another review, we mm-hmm. usually just get the other person's take and mm-hmm. what they agreed with, what they disagreed with, what they wanted to say about the game. Oh, yes. And I can't wait to do this one. So Bradley spoke not long ago and actually has last week today. Oh, it was last week um, about <laughs> um, Immortals Phoenix Rising, um, e.g. Gods and Monsters. And <laughs> code name Gods and Monsters. Um, anyway, so after Bradley's review... I could not help myself. I had to buy it. You were it. twitching I, I, in the review. I was, and I, I had to buy it. I just, I had to. And I really felt annoyed that I hadn't got it. So I was like, I need to buy this game. I need to play it straight away. So I eagerly bought it and sat and just waited for it to install. And I was like, I need to play this. I'm so excited. And I have just got to say, I could not agree more with Bradley's review. I am, I am blown away this game and do you know what this game is definitely a one million percent slept on it's a hundred percent under is it is underestimated and i said that i said it's ubisoft's little hidden gem it is a hidden gem and do you know what again back to the ghost of Tsushima thing it's another game that i'm still going around doing everything even though i don't have to solely for the reason that i'm enjoying it too much to not and i said to bradley i texted him separately yesterday um, and i said to him um, that literally, he said when he hears your review, you probably remember uh, Chris, he said he played the game with a smile on his face in a happy, whole time. A happy mindset. And I have done the exact same. I'm pulling the same stupid grin that Bradley <laughs> was pulling while he was playing it the whole time I play it. And I almost forget that I'm playing it. I know that sounds really stupid, but I like, I get so into it that I'm just like, I, I'm in my own little like happy place just playing it. And, um, <laughs> I also just want to credit the the the, um, the people who wrote the script for the game and the story um, the storyboard because this game is hilarious and Bradley kind of touched on the humor but I don't think he kind of put enough emphasis into how great <laughs> the humor is he kind of said oh the game's quite funny you know it's got moments I didn't want to be like oh it's no, hilarious then no, you play it, it and is, then be like it's yeah, kind of dead <laughs> dead humor no, it's, do you know what it is not it's not everyone's cup of tea the humor but for me. Uh, I find it hilarious. I think the game is so well written. And um, Bradley said to uh, to everybody that the game is based on um, a story being told. Um, and the, the the funniest thing about the script is not so much what's being said a lot of the time. It's that they paint these gods 
in like a really ironically truthful light about the at their actions and they make them seem like such bad people in a way like mm-hmm. they like they say it in a Which way that's so matter of, yeah and they say it in a way that's so matter of fact that they almost believe that they do that what they're saying is good things but when you're hearing it from a person's point of view it's like that's awful. Like, and they, t- like, they do a lot of, which Chris will really appreciate. And that's why I know how much Chris would love it too. When you're just playing, you know, just exploring and going off and doing things and seeing things or whatever, and it's not the main storyline you're following, they t- tell tales of back, because the story's still going on, about experiences that the gods had and things they did and all things like that. And they go off on like little rants about like stories <laughs> and stuff. And you'll really appreciate that because like you'll have known a lot of the, you know, the stories of you the know, these tales, the myths and everything. And they take this like real, like pride in telling you how great these gods are, but <laughs> they're just in a really awful way. Like, but they're kind of like douches as well. They are. That's exactly what they are. And, and like, there's, there's some really, there is some really funny scripting as well, but I would say more to the point that it's just, this game is just fun. There is just so much fun to be had in it. And um, the fact that the whole game is being told like a story creates some really funny moments because mm-hmm. like you fight, do you, did you find when you was playing it, Bradley, that sometimes you would forget that you was being told as a story and then one of them will pop up and say something about what happened next. And you were like, Oh my God, I forgot. Like they were telling me a story like, because, and the, the best thing is they make jokes about the fact that the story's dragging out for so long because you're going off and doing all this exploring and stuff. And there's a lot of reference to that, isn't there, Bradley? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this bit's boring. Can we skip ahead? And things <laughs> like that. And it's like, no, yeah. you can't skip ahead because this is his, this is Phoenix's tale. Like, um, and I just love it. I just think it's a really creative way to take a game. And it reminds me, um, for me, it reminds me a lot of, um, more classic xbox titles and even Does it remind you a lot that, of like fable yes um, a lot like, like fable cheeky um, humor. yeah cheeky humor but also i would say a lot like fable and i don't know if any of you even heard of it or played it but do either of you play conquer a bad fur yes. yeah yeah it's like and that that's what springs sequel, to mind command and conquer just a yeah. little bit less vulgar <laughs> oh less vulgar obviously but but as in like the the way the story oh is told yeah i you really i forget how vulgar uh Conquer was yeah, and, like the whole World War Two yeah, <laughs> roofs yeah, on it, the, the Van Helsing bit, and like it was really bad. But um, if you think like um, Bradley said about how obviously some of the like it's not quite as I would say it's a lot less direct than something like Conquer, as in like the the innuendos and things like that are more subtle. Um, but they're not completely obsolete or hidden. No, uh, like some of them, you're like, wait, what? Like, did he really yeah. just say that? Like, and it just, but like they throw they throw it out there in such a normal way that you don't really pay any attention to it. Yeah, like, exactly. It kind of just becomes second nature. <laughs> yeah, like I suppose it's just a re- re- uh, reflection of the Greeks, isn't it? Oh, well, an orgy. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. Commonplace. But this is that's exactly like what it is. Like you know, um, I won't say go into what's being said because it kind of spoils the fun. But Bradley, you know, when you free. Um, uh, when you uh, get uh, Aphrodite and um, Ares back to, to talking, basically, they, they start talking yeah. to each other in the um, Hall of the Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just stand around and listen to the conversation, say some having, things. Yeah, and then you're <laughs> just like, what did I just hear? Yeah, which is brilliant. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Are you, about the chick- are you going to say about the chickens? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I heard I, that one. I need, I need to say no more. And that, yeah. that's yeah, the chicken, oh. yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah. if, if I if I you need when I play it we'll do a spoiler discussion oh 100% and I, I just need to say yeah Bradley was 100% right with this game and Chris 
you're welcome it's, it's yeah and chris it's 100 percent a bit of you and i feel like you would enjoy you would it's gonna be hilarious same, if i come back and hate like, it. i hate this game you, what um, is this you, garbage? you would sit i think you would sit there and play it with the same goofy smile on that me and bradley have both played it with because it's just it's impossible not to smile at it i think because mm-hmm. it's just such such a cleverly told game um so yeah i'm loving it i'm loving every second of it i've already put uh, Bradley, how many hours uh, I had 54 in total, wow. I think. But like, okay, you so, know, I so far real efficient. Yeah, really. so far I've got, I think so far I've done about 18 hours, I think so far. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, but I'm maybe more, maybe a bit more. I can't Do you think you'll 100% it? <sighs> purely, I would say no, no, purely for one reason. Um, and it's not the puzzle solving or anything like that for me. Um, I'll be honest, the one thing that I, I'm guilty of not doing much of, which I really should, uh, are the vaults. Um, I know that sounds really. They're bad. really useful for your like. I know because of what you get. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, I know. But I just I find some of the vaults um, a little bit. I don't know what the word is. Like I just kind of sometimes so like when I'm exploring and I'm going to collecting stuff. Yeah, and I'm do sometimes the, I just look cheats. at the vault and I see it on my map and I'm like, I really like I can't the vaults. Be to go purely for that, but they're clever. Yeah, they, and, and do you know what? Um, that's the other thing I, I'd finalise by saying. Um, this game does have quite a lot of puzzle solving, and I know Bradley did tell us of that and warn us of that. But even that, I usually find puzzles really frustrating, and I just kind of think well, I can't bother for a puzzle solving game. Um, but they do this in a really fun way, and I the once you've done one of every puzzle, they are all pretty similar. So even if one requires mm-hmm. a bit more brain power than another, and a bit more thinking, they're never like overly complex are they like you just and it and it almost adds to the fun because you're like oh i'm thinking like i should be thinking now because i've done four others of these in the last you know half hour or whatever so yeah i, I find all the puzzles fun like, i don't think there's one puzzle i dislike to be honest like one type of puzzle format that's good which I've was got... your favorite you could tell me which your favorite was type what of puzzle? puzzle yeah which type like format um uh... Maybe the arrow ones. Oh, that has to be the arrow ones. That's what I was going to say. I love yeah. them. They're just so simple. and just, Yeah, and you yeah, don't amusing. have to move and then go back. You can just yeah, stand there and just, you know. Just do it. Do yeah. It. Um, yeah, I have 46 hours. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. But, um, but, but yeah. The little ticker says 100%. So. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, I won't 100% it, but I will definitely do as much as I possibly can before I move on. But um, And I will finish the game 100%. But, um, cool. but yeah, I'm loving it. So moving on. So yeah, we have the return of one of our very first ever segments on the show that we haven't done for a while. No, we So have not. we have a golden oldie back. I think yeah. the last one we did was Cameo, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. which was a while back. Yeah, it was quite a while back. Uh, and like say, uh, you know, we tend to do these every now and then and just when we get to them. Um, and, you know, we always are on lookout for something to play. And this time we ended up playing kind of as a result of me playing Quantum Break and mm-hmm. Bradley playing Control. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up settling on doing a Golden Oldie on Alan Wake, which I believe is Remedy's first title, isn't it? Yep. First, no, no, Max Payne. Oh, oh yes. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Max Payne then? Oh yeah, Max Payne's Xbox original. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, and then they sold uh, three to Rockstar. And yeah, yeah, Rockstar. which which is if you've ever played Max Payne three, you'll notice that he's basically Michael <laughs> from GTA Five. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and, but and he has the same Max slow time as well. Like it's all Max the Payne orange effect. Awesome um, game. Yeah, it is actually. I really like Max Payne 3. I've never played one or two. 
but yeah. But yeah. So Alan Wake. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about it. Chris? Um, <laughs> well, You're the most fresh in your mind. Where to start is the, is the real thing I put mm-hmm. out there. Well, um, because I've just started playing Control as well. Good. Mm-hmm. And I, like I really like... Jack. I, I really mm. like all of them. Um, but I think even though Quantum Break for me, I, I we took Spike Press, I adored Quantum Break. But I think Alan Wake for me Better. takes the cake. Yeah. Uh, do you like, like that little rhyme? Takes Ooh. the cake, Alan Wake. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so, so for me, the biggest thing which I'll get out of straight of the way is I didn't like the combat. And I think it's quite janky. And I think the move, like I the think free it's the, running less, is janky. the least janky combat out of I, the three I, games. I completely disagree. But <laughs> I played, then again, I played on PC. But what I will say is it does grow on you. And as you get better at it, you don't really think about it really anymore. Rewarding. Yes. It's, it's out of all three yeah. of them. It is the most rewarding combat because I, I feel like yeah. it's not, bad it's just different and as you get better at it yeah it gets more enjoyable and it's also it feeds into the horror element because you yeah. start off feeling handicapped in the way you deal with the darkness <laughs> it makes the mm-hmm. darkness more scary so much so that yeah. within the first chapter of the game i was terrified of just running into little grunts i didn't yeah. like it i was every two seconds i was turning around Panicky. looking behind yeah. me looking yeah. in front of me like i this game does a beautiful thing of making you go from this noobish survivor to by the end feeling like a hardened veteran yeah, who can 100%. handle anything the darkness throws at you. And yeah. that is something I love about this game because it ties gameplay so tightly into narrative that they're basically one and the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, so I'll second that. Um, I started Alan Wake and felt the same. Um, obviously, Bradley was the one who told us to. He, he played it previously. But I, I started it and I was like, oh, God, like, what is this? Like, so essentially, the aim is the torch in your hand. Um, and, and, anything, and it's, I said for me, it was a bit backwards because I'm, I know it sounds stupid, but I am left-handed. But I always have, in third-person games, my gun over the right shoulder. But because he holds the torch in his left hand for the gun in his right hand, it means that it meant that the aiming was on the wrong side for me. Um, <laughs> and one of the game's mechanics is slightly annoying. You can flip your shoulder around so it goes the other way. Um, but after a certain amount of time, it automatically Flips swaps back. back. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I started it, I felt all over the shop and I hated it. As I said to Bradley, I hate this, like just for the, not for the game story or anything. I hate the mechanics. Um, but then it just quickly changed for me. And I was like, I love this. Like, I really love the way that the gameplay works. Like, I love the whole element of the torch and the darkness and everything like that. Um, but for me, my biggest positive for this game was the narrative. Um, oh, I, don't think I, I don't think I've ever opened... Well, I, I definitely have, but like one that springs to mind is this, um, and it will be for a long time, I think, that I started a game and within the first sort of five minutes, I was like, I need to finish this. I need to yeah. know what is happening. And... That's got a lot for me to, to yeah. draw me in like that. So, so for me, I know you guys know I played the first chapter and I didn't play it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so I found that the first chapter does a lot of establishing and mm-hmm. there's a really cool intrigue, but I found generally the first chapter to be quite slow, but it, yeah. need, it needed to be slow yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. the story. But that didn't hook me. But 
the minute I finished that second chapter, my God, I was hooked from chapter two all the way to the end and the DLCs. I just needed to know what happened. I needed to see the full story. I needed to, it was such a, so like, I'd say to anyone who gives this a go and thinks, oh, actually, I don't know what you're talking about. Because at the start, I think it does seem quite generic, like the first chapter. But as it gets going, my God, it's just nonstop chills, nonstop. The writing is out of this world. It, it, it blows Quantum Break out of the water for me in terms of writing. Like this is Sam Lake's like, best work so far, in my opinion. Ooh. I absolutely love this guy. Um, I, th- I think I think the other thing that you need to kind of touch on with that really is that it it, it surprised it, I don't know if it did with you Chris but it surprised me how chilling it actually can can feel I, I found um, it more scary than horror, most horror games I've played would you agree with that mm. it does uh, a really interesting job I found it yeah terrifying. I would say it's up there yeah definitely it, it, I, I couldn't believe how scary scared I was while playing this like it's weird everything like, made me uncomfortable yeah I was, what i was looking around every five minutes I, I i when you get to games in this and you get to combat interactions i was generally afraid like, i think i think for me it's because obviously i play quite a lot of horror games and don't be wrong I, I wasn't sitting there like you know wow this is really scary but but for me it was more a case of i didn't expect a game usually i i think if horror games usually give you guns it it takes a lot for it to be scary when you know you can fight back but this does a really weird feel so fragile yeah you feel fragile and it's the fact that every obviously because most of it is centered around a forest or most of it is throughout a forest um it's weird how you can't just walk through to your towards your objective without the possibility of them just coming out of the tree line um and you're not seeing them until they're right up close and there's, yeah. there's this the thing that the, isn't it? yeah and there's this thing that the game does um which i think is really cool you know when if you're being targeted or being chased by one and it does that zoom out camera thing and it zooms in on them and it does that music like they're like intense like yeah. someone's following you oh, God. no matter how many times that happened and in i'd the game, panic and turn yeah, as quickly you. as i yeah. could yeah and it's like um that you know when you get swarmed by them later in the game it does it really does a good job of still making you feel like you have to be careful like and it's and it it makes you feel intense and it's a really simple effect that they give and i don't know yeah. why it's worked so well but do you know when you're walking towards a lamppost that's got a lit up um thing yeah and as you get closer the bulb starts flickering and then it, it yeah. explodes yeah they use like, that trick too many times <laughs> they did no, use it too many I, times no i think I, they I did like but, but i liked it nevertheless because oh, yeah, exactly. you never knew if it was going to pop or not and it yeah, was like as you get to it and yeah, and, yeah. and you'd see it in the distance if it was close and you just sprint like, yes it. yeah yeah you'd be like yes no, safety kill, for a second i yeah. kill all of them before i move on <laughs> Bradley's just like standing there, like waiting in the dark. I, like, I don't know. On. Yeah, no, literally, like it's weird. When I played through it on PC, I was just like, right. I, I, I don't get scared with games anyway, but do I was you, just like, everyone will die. <laughs> everyone. Do you know, do you know what my problem was day. as well? Yeah. I I always thought like because a lot of the time there's like a boss fight at the end of the levels. Yeah, yeah. That I would hoard like flashbangs. I would hoard like flares. Oh, I, I never hoard... used them, vanilla boys. Vanilla. Oh, you was just revolver <laughs> and flashlight, weren't you? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I no, would... I'd get my shotgun out for the bosses. Yeah, that's it. I'd that's hoard like all these tools, and then I'd and obviously it resets every chapter. And yeah. So many times I'd have all these tools and, and equipment and it would just go away and i'd be like oh why did i not use i that? always hated lo- losing the the lantern yeah yeah oh no 
that you feeling know? of being back on a basic torch basic <laughs> torch every but, yeah but then i'd also think despite the fact it had this beautiful what i'd say stephen king-esque horror filter yeah oh 100 percent. yeah this psychological horror that was it it, it was a fr- it was just this beautiful supernatural threat that was really well it depends on, on your uh, it sounds like bradley wasn't that terrified no, but, but I found uh, it he doesn't really do it. Yeah, very yeah, atmospheric. But ho- ho- atmospheric, horrific. Like yeah. when I was in a forest, I just wanted to get out. I was just moving. I was just going. You wanted through. to be towards the light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, definitely. You know, I read. I read actually that um, Alan Wake's storyline was actually inspired by um, the basis of Stephen King novels. Um, mm. uh, that has a lot of inspiration taken from it, and also yeah. um, Alfred Hitchcock's Mythology um, as well, Birch, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um so oh yeah, yeah the, the birds uh, are literally there. in it <laughs> yeah the birds are literally there yeah um <laughs> but but yeah so i, I it definitely fit takes those vibes mm. and does it very very well i i saw um a, a reddit post as well that was actually saying obviously alan wake has a cult following it's not a um, hugely discussed game yeah but the people that do follow it have said like you know this game really deserves similar to the first last of us this game revolutionized at the time storytelling and gaming yeah and i see what they mean now because playing that i'm like wow this when this that came out 2010 and i feel like obviously i've only played it this year but i was blown away by it this year Mm -hmm. that that was what i was about to say is that you've got to remember how old this game is and the fact that we've both played it very recently and we enjoyed it as much as we did yeah i mean not getting me wrong it was was dated and i started it and i was a bit I thought, oh, why does Bradley love this so much? <laughs> and then, like I say, I just got to the point where I was just like, and then I even I finished the main game and I was like, no, I'm staying up late and going to bed late because I want to finish the DLCs as well. So I want to talk about everything. I want to go through everything. And, you know, and I even said to Bradley, the DLCs are harder than the main game. And I don't really like like difficulty the DLCs were so hard, but I had to see the full picture. So I, forced myself through them and i'm so happy i did because they they were the whole game was so good Mm -hmm. but i also love that this game isn't afraid of a little bit of a fun tone shift so every now and then it's this very tight solo horror survival right yeah Mm -hmm. and then it tone shifts a bit into a bit of a a buddy comic but not buddy scenario where you get your friends and you get the cop and that's quite a refreshing change of pace. Yeah, yeah like I always the, like those ones. Yeah, the bit through the town with the <laughs> yeah, cop. with Barry no. and with yeah. Sarah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's Sarah. Um, that yeah. was that was the perfect point for me because <laughs> I'm like even more of a horde in yeah. terms of. So I literally would be like kiting them around, waiting for I Barry bet, to kill I, them. <laughs> I bet you. I can just imagine you like nicking the kills off of everyone else, like pushing them over. <laughs> <laughs> glory hunting out of my way Barry but that was <laughs> you need so the highest fun. tally um, um, yeah and uh, and the other aspect the, the the bit that literally made me like go death metal and let's start jamming out yeah. was um, when you find you go to the farm and the you find the stage yeah. and it plays this concert this old song yeah. which is so is if it? I'm the right Sons isn't this a fictional cars? band yeah. that no. exists within their universe no i don't know no and yes they made them up though they're not real but they are real people that yeah 
but the the band itself, band the Sons with, of Asgard, yeah. But they're in everything. They're in they're yeah. in Quantum Break. They're in Alan Wake. They're in Control. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird, isn't it? But it's so cool. Uh, exactly. And I I actually quite like their songs. To oh, be I've got them on. I downloaded them on on my. They're on my playlist now. My <laughs> workout playlist. I love it. Literally. It um, and and when you're that's such a a, a um, you know tone shift and mm-hmm. the music blares out and all the lights go out and you have to like hold out against a wave of enemies and it was just i was like rocking my head and like mm-hmm. it was like a different game doesn't it all of a sudden like it changes like it was, you feel like a and barry's like controlling it all and he's like saying that, yeah. jokes and stuff and i was like it does but the thing is it doesn't feel out of place no it does such a good job of val- balancing its tone that yeah. it will do a silly moment or a crazy moment every now and then and but that doesn't it. feel it because it feels like a refresher it feels yeah. like a oh breathe oh take like relax before don't you dive out. back in yeah and yeah, then yeah. it's back into the intensity and yeah. i felt like it's so hard to balance tone mm-hmm. and they do it beautifully oh 100 yeah. percent. so yeah I'm 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 sold. And and there's one thing which I knew I had to talk about that we didn't talk about that I forgot to talk about Quantum Break, Mm -hmm. and that is the music after every chapter. Yeah, (laughs) I can't believe I forgot. You texted us that, didn't you? Can't believe I forgot about this with Quantum Break. Just jamming out to the end of Act Music. (laughs) Yeah, and I was jamming out to um not the bands they made up. I was jamming out to um Muse and the Poet. Is that the, the name of them? Which um, one? So the song is called the War. They're, they're actually, they're a real American rock band who made the song War. And if you go on it, the music video is actually Alan Wake. Oh. Yeah. Cool. So uh, they are called, give me a second. If it loads. Yeah, he sent me a video of him literally just jamming out to the music yeah, so at the end poets, of one of the acts. Poets of the Fall. <laughs> which is the thing I was jet. They're called Poets of the Fall and they're an alternative American rock band. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they made a song called War. Um, so these guys are a real band and they, they made this song called War. And the music video is, it is the actor who plays Alan Wake in real life. Um, running around, I've sent it to you. It's really good actually. But yeah, so that, that comes on in act four uh, when you're searching for the Lady of, of the Light um, on the radio. And mm. I just killed everything in the area and was jamming out to it. And then I was jamming out again to it at the end credits, just like, this is amazing. And I love it. I just, it's such a unique thing they do um, that like the, the, the song, even some of the songs I didn't like, I was still sat there and listened to them because they're so meaningful to the episode that ju- that's just happened. Mm-hmm. And I just think mm-hmm. it's awesome. Like what other game show does that? It's so unique. It's so embedded in Remedy's like DNA for me at this point that mm-hmm. if they don't have that in control, Bradley, I'm going to be livid. If <laughs> do they not? Oh no! I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Well, Houston, we'll we have a problem. I like um, you know the suspense of not knowing. Oh. Uh, how much of control have you played? <laughs> I've literally only just played like uh, first couple of hours. Have you seen Doctor Darling? Uh, yes. I, he's my favourite thing about Control. Oh, really? You know who he is, though, don't you? Uh, no. That's Alan Wake. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 
and he was my favorite thing about alan wake i think i just love his voice i've got like a crush on like a man crush on his voice it's and very unique isn't it at first yeah. at first i didn't like it oh i love it, it really grows i didn't like you. it at first and no, really, I, yeah at I first didn't like i was it like i'm not either. sure about this but as it goes on i was like oh, i'm really getting into Alice this was guy trapped beneath the lake it's very like uh. You're so good at impressions. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it, I always remember how good at impressions you are. And I literally, the second you started, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in the room with Alan Wake." You're like, "Oh no, yeah. it's but, darkness." But even like the whole plot as well, with the darkness under the lake, the um, supernatural yeah. element, the writer who's randomly mm-hmm. in like an 18th century submariner, um, like costume. oh Thomas Thomas A. <laughs> Um, which is amazing. Yeah. It's so the, random, the... but it's so cool because apparently yeah. there's something to do with, I can't remember what it was. Um, I read something Sam Lake said about, um, um, about uh, a- something about astronauts having a, an aspect. So that's why they put him in this old diver's suit because it kind of looks like an astronaut, um, which was really cool and kind of funny. And I read really interesting story um well article by the writer sam lake and he said that the thing that makes alan wake so unique is it is a spin on stephen king it is a spin on um Mm -hmm. on mythology um like one of the like because you have this Mm -hmm. supernatural entity you have this hero who's going up against it um and you throw in modern pop culture as well which it's full of yeah so it's like mm. a modern take on an old mythos with horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, honestly, it's so unique. It's so oh, yeah, definitely. special. And mm-hmm. I am, I want Alan Wake 2. I'm not yeah, sure I, it I was, do. It it. Was... Oh, I do. I, I, want, like I want a modern vision of it. That, yeah. that is one of the like last things I wanted to say is, is that last line, that ending is just. It's oh. not a lake. It's an ocean. I love that line. I think that's uh, yeah. such a And when a it ended, I was ending. like, what does he mean? It, exactly. <laughs> You're like, well, what, does it, what does he mean? Is, it's like, has he been taken like... over by the darkness? Oh, it's just, and then I dumped straight into the DLCs and I was like... Never <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the thing, thing with the DLCs, I'll, I'll, I'll say quickly, um, I know Bradley's played it, I know Jack hasn't. There's no mm. real spoilers for them because they don't progress the story. No. The DLCs are just... Alan in the dark place because he's freed Alice and he yeah. and that's the we're going to talk spoilers because it's a really old game so if you do want to play this without any spoilers um, stop you listening. know please stop listening but I'm about to say a spoiler now so Alan obviously gets Alice out and it's beautiful because it's not like oh the good guy wins it's it's this beautiful thing where he's at the typewriter and he realises the previous writer's mistakes yeah. that you have to make a sacrifice. There's a give and take. So he stays in the dark place and saves his wife. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the two DLCs are Alan in the dark place, which is why they're so hard. Um, And it's his internal struggle. You have the side of Alan that goes crazy and the side of Alan's like rational thinking and they're at odds with each other. Mm -hmm. And you can tell the DLCs there at that time when DLC was a lot lower budget than now if that's fair yeah, to say definitely but even though they are i adored the dlcs they is alan wake didn't really need anything after that end but no. i do think they were 
I liked that we got these two episodes of Alan in the Dark Place mm-hmm. and where it finished off. Now I'm really excited for the DLC in Control because I feel like mm-hmm. it will lead straight off of that DLC mm-hmm. into <laughs> Control. Like and I'm like, yeah, boy, can't wait for that. I'm more excited for the DLC than I am for all of Control, which is really oh, sad. That's sad, yeah. But I can but see why. That's how much I loved Alan Wake. Like, even when I finished see, the story, my brother came in and was like, aren't you done with this? And I was like, yeah, but I've got a DLC to do, haven't I? You don't and, understand. <laughs> and, and, and he was like, but you're like getting really annoyed with this because you're really struggling. It's really hard. And I was like, <laughs> I know, but I need to know what happens. All I'm going to say is that I don't know what it was. And I don't, considering how old um, Alan Wake is compared to Control. 11 years. Uh, I really... I hate to say it, and obviously we'll talk about it once Chris has played more of it and that, but I really hate to say it, but I just didn't get on with Control, and I really am gutted. So in the, in that sort of game mindset. So no Remedy tattoo on your face for you. <laughs> yeah, you no, getting the I, podcast I, tattoo. <laughs> yeah, do you know what it is? Come on, Chris. I, just, I, I really love Alan Wake, and I love Quantum Break, um, and I think Alan Wake was the best one. Um, I agree with that, but I, I just, do love I don't Quantum know what, Break as well. I don't though. know what it was, though. They're I both just, so good. I just couldn't do Control. Like, I... I I, Which is weird because I tried. I, looking back, I tried. Really liked Control, and it gets Bradley, it gets better throughout. What's your favorite? Oh, see, it's really tough because <laughs> I'm like, say it in the Alan Wake voice, whatever your answer is. <laughs> Barry, Alice made me choose between, <laughs> between Quantum Break. <laughs> Alice was making me choose between Quantum Break and Control. I knew I couldn't do it. <laughs> So I chose Max Payne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't know. I really like... They're just such different experiences. So I'd have to really like be in the mood for one of them. Because mm. for Alan, mm. you need to be kind of in that, you know, yeah. that immersion, I, 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 I kind, kind of, of tension. Um, whereas you don't feel that with Quantum Break yeah, and, at, and Control. You're kind and, of in, you know, your dominant forces. Yeah. And that's the thing. With, with Quantum Break, I finished it and I immediately wanted to replay it again the other way. But with mm-hmm. Alan Wake, I finished it and I was like, I love this, but thank God it's over and I yeah, don't want to replay this. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I exactly. Mean. I mean, it took me years to replay it. But um, again, like you say, Bradley, I could see myself after a hiatus going back to it oh, and definitely. really enjoying it again. Yeah, yeah, especially when, so I probably took six years out and then replayed it. So I played it on the 360 and then I played it again on um, PC. So there's probably about a six year gap and I'd forgotten kind of a lot of the in-between. So you yeah. know how you get to the end, obviously. It's yeah, like yeah. rewatching a film. You know, I, you know, the beginning and you know the yeah. end, but you don't know the, the middle. Yeah. yeah. And so you really oh, enjoy it again. Can I have a, can I ask could... one quick question? Just yeah. last, as my last kind of point on Alan Wake. And I don't know if it was just me just overthinking or not, but you know, you obviously can collect the manuscript pages and also yes. you collect the coffee thermoses. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I never did any was of those. There, was there any point to collecting them? <laughs> no. The, so not the pages, any... not the pages, just the coffee things. Oh, no. 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 So they don't do anything. So no, I no. thought the manuscripts might affect the story, but they don't. So um, it doesn't no. matter. Um, can I? Because I got really into the whole how like like mind weaving this game is, yeah. And I started overthinking everything. And do you know what I came to the conclusion of? I actually got so in depth into this thought that what? I started thinking that maybe the more of the coffee things because. I, I think it's because in it's because in um, Blair Witch, which was the first review I ever did on the podcast, um, that they they use a. Sim- 
similar concept. So I maybe was referring to that, but I started to get into my head that maybe I shouldn't be collecting the coffee things because the more coffee things I'm collecting, the more he's drinking coffee, which means he's staying up, which means he's writing more of the story, which is creating the problem. And I was thinking maybe it comes to the end and it's like, depending on how it many you've got throughout. does make you think all of these yeah. things though, doesn't but it? I thought, I thought maybe depending on what, how many you'd got before the end of the game, it would change the outcome. And I started thinking, oh, what if the coffee Unlucky bad? you what got all the collectibles. You, you failed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like I feel, but isn't it weird how it you gets you? It gets you that involved that you start thinking like that. It's just irrational. Mm. Yeah. So I was drinking, like collecting, thinking, what is happening when I do this? And I know we didn't really touch on it, but I thought the boss fights were really creative as well, mm. and really fun. Yeah, because it wasn't like an enemy; it was like an obstacle. It was like a yeah. horror. I loved all those. Just like tractor, yeah. like the fight, yeah, tractor fighting. Yeah, combine. I, I love the tornado. You just got barrels throwing yeah. themselves at you, <laughs> just like launching themselves. At yeah, you. And, and the way like they the, shake the before they do it, yeah. Yeah, like, like objects start yeah. flying up in the room and stuff, <laughs> flying towards you. They're like, oh, I'm gonna get you. Ooh, <laughs> here I go. <laughs> One of us is gonna so, go uh, first. I did. Then... I did laugh out loud when I was uh, gonna drive the car. I think in like the fourth or fifth act, and then a monster truck being possessed yeah. just comes flying at flying you. Flying out the field. And kind yeah. of laughed out loud. I was like, what the hell? I was like, yeah. this has just gone so silly. I really enjoyed those those segments where you turned your full beans you on and what? just run them all over in the, the road. The driving's yes. not half bad. It was no, like, it's not. But it was the for some it was not thud. really a, it was the thud when you hit them. <laughs> like, and they kind of so, like grab onto the hood yeah. as they go under. I, yeah. I was so surprised when I got in the car as well. Yeah. Same, I was, so was like, like, what? I was like, yeah. this game's not going to happen. I, I was it. the first time I ever did yeah. that. It was like, oh. And then I was like, that. you know what? I, I'm surprised how smooth the driving is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just... So, so... Go on. Go on, Jack. Yeah, go on. No, no, go on. No, I was just uh, no, I English just people. <laughs> I, I absolutely... We all absolutely adore this game. And if you've never played Alan Wake, uh, one, it's on the Game Pass. So if you have the Game Pass for PC or Xbox... It, you can download it for free um, or otherwise you can get it on Steam um, mm. and I just have to say y- y- if you love story games if you love psychological horrors slash, slash thrillers um, you owe it to yourself to play this like mm-hmm. if you love like The Last of Us and games yeah. that really like drive um, a narrative that is the core focus of the game that's fully engaging yeah um, that also has combat that as you get better at it is rewarding because <laughs> it feeds into that narrative uh, the whole way through. And I just, it, this has become one of my favorite story games of all time. And yeah. I, I think if you like story and story games like this, you owe it to yourself to go out there and play it. And mm-hmm. if we inspire anyone to play it, please email the pod. Tell us if you go away and play it, if you agree with us, if you love it, if you have or a difference if you of opinion, disagree. If you think this is the worst story game ever, like we would <laughs> love to hear from our audience uh, uh, and to see if you agree. Even you know, maybe you've played it before and you agree with us. Just because I'm honestly, Bradley, I love you for recommending we play this game. Oh, thank you. And I love the fact that you've given us so many good shout outs because I think about how many different games you've suggested that I've gone and played or Bradley or Chris has gone and played. What can I say? Loved. Um, <laughs> but, then no you, but then there's you who hasn't played God of War. In the, in the words of Gunnar, <laughs> only the highest quality. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. God's sake. But yeah, so that was our Golden Oldie section. Now we're moving on to. Prob- probably my favourite Golden Oldie. Yeah. 
Wow, um, we so found the... Fable. Yeah, so, I love yeah. Fable, but you adored yeah, Fable. I do, but yeah. it's more nostalgia than it's an amazing then, game. I yeah. like that you can admit that. A lot of people can't admit when nostalgia is greater than. Um, I don't get me wrong. Yeah. I think it's an amazing game, but I yeah. know it's less down to the game. Well, no, don't get me wrong. Nostalgia. The, the the theme, the comedy, the yeah. the world is what sells that game. Mm-hmm. But I can put my nostalgia aside and look at it critically. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas so with Mike, I'm like, oh my god, this is 11 years old, and I'm still in love with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly that. So I thought. Seeing as we were talking about Alan Wake, it would only be fair to do an Alan Wake quiz. And, oh, no. um, oh, you two played it much more recently. Well, I, yeah, but you year. have a good memory. And I, I, <laughs> I actually do think that we're probably, I think you could do five for five on this because oh, I realized I how know. recently Chris has just played it. And also, I didn't yeah, realize. You, I don't like this because I get stressed. <laughs> there is and some really plainly obvious questions. But, but obviously, these questions aren't like, you know, mind boggling. But we Look how see. bad I did on what was the quiz we did, and I'd literally finished the game that day. Oh, yeah. Bioshock. Right, yeah, okay. I, I did that <laughs> for right. you. So, question number one Al- Alan and Alice stay in a cabin on which lake? Is it A, Cradle Lake? Is it B, Cauldron Lake? Or is it C, Black Lake? Cauldron Lake. It is Cauldron Lake. <laughs> Yeah, please can answer you, every question like that. <laughs> please, yeah, the whole way through. That is correct. To one point to Alan, one point to Chris. Um, in episode this is one, unfair. Alan wrote the story. These are the these are easy questions. Shut in up, Barry. Episode one. <laughs> Alan needs to reach which destination to escape the woods? Is it A, a gas station? B, a diner? Or C, a cabin? Episode one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gas station. Gas station. okay right that's correct right question three who lured alan to the trailer home in promise of a completed manuscript was it a alice b barry or c rose it was rose but i'd love it if it was barry like just him seductively like (laughs) from from the (laughs) dome okay and on to question four in episode, this is a bit more specific. In episode five, Barry helps Alan fight off the darkness. Which of these items does he not have equipped? Is it A, a lantern, B, a miner's helmet, or C, Christmas decorations? I'm pretty sure it's a lantern. I'm pretty sure he's got a miner's helmet on with a torch on the helmet, and then he's wrapped up in Christmas decks as well. Alan? Yeah, you're, you're correct. It's a lantern. <laughs> yes, it is a lantern. I, I love that. I, I, I was it, there. Yeah, the Christmas. It was so funny when, yeah, he, when he comes out completely wrapped in it. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it wraps in the Christmas. It's like Rambo. I was so worried about <laughs> it's him, really as well. him as well. But I was the whole so gang, worried so about was I. him when I, I was back. I've never thought about how he's powering yeah. them. With Christmas spirit, of what course. the Christmas lights? Oh yeah, <laughs> you need oh, yeah, mains power. Normally, massive extension lead running around behind him. <laughs> yeah. He's literally got a big extension lead behind him. <laughs> yeah, like and it's uh, just getting tangled you know, on you know everything. All of a sudden, hate, he yanks him backwards. I really hated <laughs> Barry as well at first, and <gasps> then I yeah, grew Barry. to yeah. really love him. Love him. Yeah. My head, yeah. Kellen says that um, Alan was great Barry at the end. Yeah, Barry was my best friend, and but like the head. 
but the head torch <laughs> ends well, up with Barry's the bit sword. where doesn't he say was he called the head torch? they skip he off into like, the darkness no, together no, he's, there's a Lord of the Rings reference yeah he yes it's his eye the of eye of Sauron Sau- 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 yeah I, I, I love that and the, the cop starts roasting him yeah um it was actually clever the head torch thing as well realistically that's actually a really clever yeah, idea alan should have done it could have had yeah. two guns yeah I, and then yeah, yeah. to have two revolvers <laughs> just dual wielding God damn it, um, alan. Get, the, get the tack knife out and just start doing it like the old alan should have hunt. also not lost his lantern every <laughs> every every, yeah. every step i love yeah. how he's just like no nah, i don't need these weapons anymore be yeah, all right fuck these. um and the last question uh this one Again, it might be obvious. We're going to go five for five, I think. But in which month of the year does Deerfest take place in Bright Falls? Is it September? Is it October? Or is it November? Alan first, please, Chris. Just because Alan played it longer ago. I mean, Alan lived it longer ago. I don't think I'm going to get this one. Um, I'm going to go with November. Chris? What were the options? September, October, November. Which month does Deerfest take place in Bright Falls? That's really hard, but I don't yeah. remember it being that snowy. So I might go September. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Unfortunately for Alan, Chris is correct. It is September. Just because I was like, it doesn't feel. I think you were wrong. <laughs> I was there. I think. I think. I think. <laughs> I remember correctly. I wrote the book. <laughs> Alan wrote check, the story. Check the manuscript again. I think you'll find otherwise. <laughs> I've lost all the pages. Someone's going to have to go and find them all. Uh, that's brilliant. I love that. I just went by the fact that um, yeah. he had Christmas lights. So yeah, Christmas near Christmas. But no, yeah, which is thanks, weird. Game. Yeah, that's a bit weird, really. <laughs> God. Well, it just sums up Barry, Deerfest. doesn't it? That he just manages yeah. to find them. <laughs> just Found the pockets. only Christmas decoration store. <laughs> Um, but yeah so yes september so chris went five for five and alan went four for five which is sad because he was there (laughs) (laughs) and bradley didn't play no i'm happy that that's made me feel good because i literally finished it yesterday yeah exactly (laughs) yeah and i did it in in like 2019 or 2020 i I, I redeem myself from the failure of the bioshock quiz (laughs) yeah that that was pretty bad though I literally asked you a question about like the very end of the game <laughs> that I played a couple of hours earlier. Yeah, <laughs> but complete redemption, especially yeah. in the September. Yes. So um, that was our quiz um, themed around our golden oldie. And has anyone got any closing thoughts for today? I need to find Alice. <laughs> anyone other? Everyone other than Alan. Barry. Barry. Where is my lover, Barry? Where is Barry? <laughs> I was having an affair with Barry. Alice didn't know. Oh, God. Darkness. Did. That's why. She, yeah. <laughs> Filthy lies. Uh, yeah. I have, I have one closing thought. Go on. Just that um, it's actually do with Alan Wake again. And uh, I thought the way they incorporated the clicker into the story was really cool. Really clever. Yeah. It blew my mind when I got to that part. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, this was so nicely That's set clever, up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, enjoy this. Yeah. And also, if you love Alan mm. Wake, go away and watch. Um... Just go away again. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Just go away. <laughs> and watch. Um, I, it was, I think the band was called Prophets of the Fall War. Watch the music video because it's got the actor who plays Alan Wake in it. And it's. Is, it, is it his. Is it the voice or the physical actor? 
Uh, I think the physical actor is the voice, isn't he? No. No, that's why if you've ever seen the live action stuff, it looks out of sync. Oh, um, really? You ever watch oh, it? Well, you, you know when, when he's doing the book interview? Yeah. If you look, his mouth is so out of sync. It's like the Night Spring oh, stuff. Oh, got you. Okay. And it's because the actor is, um, is Darling. So if you look at that, it's literally like Dr. Darling is Alan Wake. Like if, that's his face. And they used a different model for some reason for Alan. Uh, um, well, who's like Finnish or something. It's, it's, the, it's the real life body double. Um, and it's basically a music video of Alan Wake in real life. And it's so cool. And I really love it. And I was yeah. like, this is so cool. And yeah, and one thing quickly, one last thing. We didn't talk about um, how weird Night Springs is. I love yeah, Night strange. Springs. Every, so I watched strange. every episode. Yeah, same. Was that I... the devs? <laughs> Was that the devs who made the actual... I don't. I don't actually know. But the, the voice acting, I love how on purpose, like, it's so terrible like 1950s, it is. like... <laughs> Um, or like 1950s like cop drama isn't it right yeah and then like so some good. of it's like weird because like there's like this woman and she's like let us undress you and take you home and then they like murder him and he's like oh no no don't kill me <laughs> and I was just like what the hell it's Every so time strange I got an episode I was like I love this and I'm literally I think it is the game developers they've literally like set up like so. a camera and I think they put I think that's what it is anyway because they they like I think I remember seeing that read somewhere about them doing all these little like you know random I just think they're so funny mm-hmm. and again it's they're so tonally different but it's like this little five minutes of entertainment before you go back into this like heavy atmosphere yeah yeah so if you couldn't tell enough I'm just gushing still in our closing thoughts about <laughs> Alan Wake but, yeah. but uh, I don't know anything else to add no me neither Alright then guys, we'll uh, see you next week. Catch you in the next one. See you later.